www.wrestlingmayhemshow.com It's the best day of the week. Today is the day that you have chosen to listen to the Wrestling Mayhem Show. This is DJ Lunchbox, putting it the fuck down for you. Let's fucking do this. Monday night, you know it must be raw Leaders being a whore and not wearing a bra Seen his damn belt still spin around his waist I can ship better rhymes on what comes out of his face Tuesday night and it's EC Dub Michael Q. Knoxville, join the club If you think of the shit, scream out Boo boo, this ain't EC Dub And we can tell that too Wednesday night, ROH on DVD The best wrestling on the planet to the end degree Joe Damon's delirious, Daniel Sidney, Kim Nakati Homicide, The Rock, Wilder's and Cancer Kobashi Thursday night, TNA on Spike Bruce is broken so that means I'm drinking blood tonight Shut up and show me the damn X to the vision and get SoCal balance in my line of vision. Friday night, SmackDown, this is all life. Kicking back, watching wrestling every night. Kenny, Boogeyman, Helms, Hardy, Guerrero, London, Kendrick, and Steel and Show. RWF Sion and the weekly features. You're a student, we are the teachers. Shout out to Jimbo's crew and the D's. Putting it down for a bit with the grace of ease. Wrestling Mayhem Show. Like a blast to your chest. You can't fuck with us. Cause we roll with the best. Enjoy yourself. God damn it. We are coming to you live from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. The place to be. We got the G20 Summit. We got our quarterback. That's right, our quarterback. Not yours. Our six-ring-winning six motherfucking quarterback, Ben Roethlisberger, hosting Raw next week. Uh, we'll get into that a little bit later. And folks, this... Wrestling Mayhem Show 187 will go down as the Wrestling Mayhem Show of Legend. The legendary Wrestling Mayhem Show because we have not one, not two, but surprise, surprise, three legends here on the Wrestling Mayhem Show. We have WWE legend Jimmy Superfly Snuka a little bit later in the show. Listen, listen, you fucking don't touch that dial or computer or iPod, my friends, because that's coming up later. But right here, right now... In the studio! We don't have a recording, is what's going on. Did I just do all that for nothing? That was a serious interview, dude. That was a serious interview. I'm serious. No, no, you keep going. Let's record. We're good. We're good. We're good. Keep it up, DJ. Let's fuck. Two legends here in the fucking Wrestling Mayhem studio, the brand new redesigned Wrestling Mayhem Show Studios. Folks, we have the Bailey Brothers right here. Bergsideview.com. Bergsideview.com. What is it? Puckertime.com. Puckertime.com. On the Mayhem Couch. On the Mayhem Couch. We are here. We are here live in the Mayhem Studios. What's going on? Thanks for having us, fellas. We appreciate it. Great to be here. I came a long way to be on this show. That's true. Where are you from again? I came 3,000 miles to come Washington, and uh, my brother Hutch had no idea I was going to be in his fucking living room. Didn't even tell me. Today. Showed up, knocked on his door. Hey, bro, you got to take off work tomorrow. Why? Because we're getting fucked up tonight. That's what we're talking about. <laughs> That's right, folks. All the way, all the way from the opposing coast, just to do the wrestling. That's but right. But supporting the Steeler Nation and our quarterback on a daily basis in the shadow of the space needle. Absolutely, absolutely. All you bitches out there, all over the world, you wrestle fan down in Cuba. Uh, all of our listeners in Canada, our listeners overseas, y'all are pussies. Because you, you did not travel. No, you did not travel thousands of miles to be on the Wrestling Mayhem show. This man has 
Absolutely. Follow his. Wait, no. Vimmel, Vimmel did from London travel did, over did, to be on yeah. the Mayhem show. So, Vimmel, you're cool. He's going to be. But you know what? He came here for the G20, but he got drunk and messed the dates up. I did. I did. I, did. <laughs> I made my plane reservations at 2 a.m. Pacific time. I got all these frequent flyer miles. What the fuck I'm going to do? <laughs> so I flew from Minneapolis to here today. On Thursday, I go from here to Detroit to North Carolina. And then two days after that, I go from North Carolina to Atlanta back to Seattle. I managed to spend a million fucking miles. Do you think I'm going to be relaxed after this vacation? Hell no. <laughs> I'm going to go home and beat my wife, man. <laughs> The Wrestling Mayhem Show does may or may not condone the... It's not condone the spouse meetings. Spouse, spousal abuse. So you guys got a pretty big interview coming up in the next thing. We do. We have uh, the man himself, Jimmy Superfly Snooker. Uh, not not a Pittsburgh legend, but a legend. Absolutely. A, 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 a worldwide legend, for that matter. Everybody knows who Jimmy Superfly Snooker is. So, but that's not important. That's not important. Hush, hush. You, you are a Pittsburgh. You are a local. You are, you're here. Tell us, tell us about Berg's like. Well, my show basically uh, started out. Uh, believe it or not, my brother Stowe here started the show first, and I kind of looked at his and figured I wanted to do it. So it started out with me and my son, and kind of tracking. Can, can, can I interrupt you there? Well, you're the, whole, anyway. the whole broadcasting thing started out when we were six and eight years old oh, with well, the tape recorder. If we go back to the 70s. And the 45 year records. We, we've been messing around with the radio for a long time. We just used to tape it on a little cassette recorder when that was a state-of-the-art thing. And our rich friends had one. So we stole it off them. That's it. And we set up a bunch of 45s. But then the internet came along. And it's like, well, we can do this maybe a little bit more legitimately. So <laughs> I started tracking my son's high school football career. And, you know, that was okay, but then it just morphed, and it's all about the Berg. I bring the Berg to the Steeler Nation in exile. The expats, that's us, man. There's a whole lot of people that are out there, him being one of them, that just uh, had to leave in the 80s and planted their flags, which are always a Steeler flag. Absolutely. In all four corners of the globe, and we got us a little uh, following. Well, as far as the Steeler Nation goes, there are three guys that live, that grew up in the same neighborhood, in the same neighborhood that actually I grew up in. We're from the East End. We're from over Shady Side, East Liberty, over that Three guys from that neighborhood that live in my neighborhood inside a three-mile area nice. that went to friggin' Liberty School in the East End. Yeah, that's true. So he has those guys on his show, and I have a bunch of people, a bunch of users on my show. He has easy access to Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah. I got <laughs> So we just kind of try to put the local thing out there on the Internet and, uh, People respond, you know what I mean? They, they, uh, I got a listener from Zambia. Zambians from Pittsburgh that her father was a missionary. And uh, she ended up moving there, and she works there now. But she was going on iTunes looking for Pittsburgh stuff, and she started listening. And, man, I actually, she came back to Pittsburgh to have her baby a few months ago, and I actually got a chance to meet with her. So that connection's cool. Nice. You know what I mean? Plus she well, the segment's on your show, man. Well, yeah, well, I, have, I have some different... He's got the Pat Bus vocabulary moment, which I look forward to. I do have a couple segments. My wife, but before I came here, this morning before I left the house, she said, don't come back here talking like this. <laughs> <laughs> well, even even uh, the Ice Box has been on the uh, on the show and done the Pat Bus vocabulary. Yeah. yeah. Pat Bus update one time. And it's, uh, it's, it's cool to hear, you know, uh, just being stuck on the West Coast. My next door neighbor. Who's a 65-year-old guy? He's just about ready to retire. 
he, he doesn't listen to my show. My show's just full of fucking rock. <laughs> but he comes up to me uh, day before yesterday and goes, hey, I had to go look that Who Beat Christmas stuff up. That was my last episode. And that segment was last episode. <laughs> and I'm like, yo, you're kidding me, right? You don't listen to my shit, but you listen to my shit. <laughs> hey, no, he, he clicked the link, and he, it, it was just, it was just, he was interested in it. He grew up in uh, Southern Ohio. So he's like, hey, I, I'm down with this. He listened to Larry, and, and you do a great show about history of what a resource that guy is. Just about, here's the way you do it. That is nice. And that, that was kind of how I went with that show. But that, that's how we, we have a lot of fun on the show. Uh, if you looked on Sorg's, uh, well, the show's main page now, uh, you'll see some things that he kind of alluded that there might be some kind of uh, alcohol influence on the show. <laughs> and, uh, that might be true. It's it's possible that uh, a beer or two might. I, did I ever do a show without drinking? Did you made beer to do shows? That's true. I, 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 <laughs> I was going to say not well happened. <laughs> I've never I've never brewed whiskey for my show. <laughs> but uh, so there's a little bit. If you do happen to listen to the show and you got <laughs> except those whole federal law thing. Oh, the thing yeah, about you guys, no, I, I have to admire your show though because you go live. So whatever we say, it's just on. Yes. I, I have a warehouse down in the south side where I keep all the clips I have to cut <laughs> off in my show. I'm keeping all the clips for future efforts. Yeah. <laughs> hey, 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 I want to borrow your car. No. Oh, here, come here. Listen to this. <laughs> I've, been, I've been firsthand for a couple of those clips, and uh, don't, don't let them fool you, folks. Birds Eye View gets pretty fucking raunchy. It does get wild. You don't hear yeah. everything. Some of that stuff shocks me. I'm willing to bet you cut out well over half of uh, Chachi is a Bra. Chachi is a Bra was a show that actually uh, I got an email and uh, got accused of putting out audio porn. <laughs> yeah, I did. I texted him. I'm like, dude, I'm listening to your last show getting a wood here, man. <laughs> and that was after it was cut. Mm-hmm. You know? and, and, of course, the title, Chachi is a Bra. I thought, I'm like, when would you get all Hawaiian on me? <laughs> oh, there's a picture. Oh, yeah. What up, bro? There's a picture. You never are, dude. You thought I was doing that. I thought you were talking about the bounty hunter, man. Who, by the way, for all those out there, he's only five foot six. That's why he wears high heels. Really? Yes. Well, you got him. No, I fucking you got him on the show. No, I read about some shit. No, I don't get the same thing. So, uh, this show is famous for all the, you know, up and coming and cutting edge wrestling stuff going on. You got two old bastards over here on the WMS couch. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we came up with uh, a little bit different of a view on wrestling. You know? Well, there's the old school wrestling when uh, that my my grandma, who, who well, my favorite memory of her is uh, helping her find her teeth after a big bowl of slum gully. <laughs> <laughs> she used to call it wrestling. Mm. It was Saturday wrestling. Was it slum gullion? Where she lost her teeth, yeah. Is that what it was? Or was it that, uh, what was Chili the, Mac with corn? Yeah, but what was the, the corn and lima beans? Oh, suck that. Suck it Yeah, The thing I remember most about the wrestling, and I, I'm going to mess this up on the camera, is that the last, like, four rows was low budget. On, on Saturday afternoon wrestling looked like this. <laughs> yeah, it ran from, like, 61 to 74. There's some cardboard people in the last <laughs> row of that studio. WIIC. That was, that was when WPXI was WIIC, and Bill Cardell was the announcer. And I listened to the new sound of 13Q. Yeah, we used to listen to our rock and roll on AM. But uh, it was cool because they had an old guy, he, he was a Pirates player, his name was Pie Trainer, and he was the 
uh, did the commercials, and it was always who can American. Yeah, yeah American. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but they had like some old school stuff. Now, some of your old school listeners, I'm sure you have some. They'll remember like Ringside Rosie. She was always she was right on us. She was a senior citizen, you know, old lady. It was right on the ring, and we had some. Uh, I had to look in the. There's some great names. Yeah, you look at it. I bring these names up, and it brings. Anybody in the 40s can remember. Every 40s can remember. Uh, do you, do you, your, I don't know what your guys' demographic is, but you got some guys over 40? Uh, probably mostly yeah. around our age. Why we yeah. call in now? Because number one, Bruno San Martino. Mm-hmm. That's right. Number That's two, Pittsburgh legend himself. Gorilla Monsoon. Gorilla Monsoon in the mm-hmm. 1960s, one of the most feared heels. And a heel in those days. I don't know if they still use this terminology. We do, yes, we do. The heel's a bad guy. Mm-hmm. Right? So that was Gorilla Monsoon. And the blind refs, they always like that. The now, now, Gorilla Monsoon, a lot of our, even a lot of our younger listeners are going to know Gorilla Monsoon because okay. he was uh, an announcer. Uh, we're probably uh, mid to late 80s. Uh, and, then he, and then even in the mid 90s, he was the, uh, the president. Yeah, he did. He, did he died in ninety seven. Yes, and he uh, completed all sixteen years in the WWF. I actually so wide web. <laughs> I, I, I tell you, one of those tapes over there, I guarantee you, has a Gorilla Monsoon match on it. Outstanding. Also on these tapes is the Superfly Splash at uh, Madison Square Garden. Now, now, is it my memory that's fucked up, or back there in these matches was uh, Vince McMahon's getting? I don't know. I don't remember. I seem to remember him being skinny with the bald dude and the mustache, the handlebar mustache. With um, uh, Jesse Ventura. Well, see, that's like no, not Jesse Ventura. Before that, mm-hmm. I mean, straight up bald guy, announcer mm-hmm. with a uh, thick, thick mustache. Thick, uh, not the handlebar. I'm, I'm going off on a tangent. Gordon, that I'm not. No, he was just like a ringside interviewer guy back in the black and white days, mm-hmm. like just early in the color days. And Vince McMahon was. Yeah. A kid, but he was in a steroid. So, I believe he was he was a message he was a he was an announcer in the uh, late seventies at the earliest. Yeah, the bald guy. Number three. Sorry. Killer Kowalski. Mm-hmm. Another big name, one of the most feared wrestlers of all time. Kowalski had a stomach claw hold that very few wrestlers escaped from. Number four, one of my favorite, Dominic Danucci. Household name. Jewish guy, right? Not to meet him. Yeah, Jewish guy. <laughs> We've seen him at a few legend shows. He's pretty cool. Right. He was. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure he. Well, I was doing uh, camera at the last uh, IWC show, and I'm pretty sure he was hiding behind me during the six man tag. Well, the WWF tag team title on two different occasions was also recognized as a North American champion in the early 70s. The Nucci competed in the WWF from the 60s to the late 70s. Number five, Pedro Morales. Hey. Uh, uh, I'm not going to put it. citizen. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's always Ivan Koloff, number seven. I don't remember. Oh, I remember the name. Uh, incidentally, one of the interesting things about studio wrestling. I'm waiting. That's why I was going to uh, segue. I, I, I read this and I wonder why, you know, you, you see everything else on replays and reruns and everything like that. Classic wrestling. Yeah. Listen to this line. Because of budget and storage concerns, Weekly reference tapes from the live show were not saved. That's that's the case with a lot of stuff. Any uh, any book that I read where uh, a wrestler came up in the seventies or, or whatnot, that all those old tapes gone. Gone. They never saved them. Why didn't they just upload it to a remote server? Because it's like. <laughs> <laughs> but if you remember that back row, this is the this was this, a for, for the people on the audio cast. Yeah. This is the uh, the hands up 
back and forth. Oh, right. Yeah, it's like the cardboard cutout. I mean, it's I mean, really, it's no different than if you go to like the uh, the first PlayStation version of SmackDown and look at the back row. So, first. Exactly, they were yeah. doing that SmackDown versus Raw on a PS2 in the first one. That's <laughs> right. In the 60s. They stayed all the way back to Punch-Out. Mm-hmm. Especially yeah, they, in the 60s, but also in the 70s. This general area here, it was very popular. I mean, it, it was one of the... The show on WIIC was one of the top wrestling shows in the States. And even though the show only started at 6 p.m., by noon, they were lined up around the corner at the fine uh, view. To get one of those three rows of chairs. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So that was, that was interesting. Uh, I got, I don't know if I'm going to name them all. I'll just, I'll just run down that because I'll bring back some memories from some of the listeners, I'm sure. But Haystacks Calhoun, mm-hmm. George the Animal Steel. George the Animal. And didn't he end up making a commercial at a drive-thru somewhere? Yeah, that makes <laughs> sense. And he's trying to, like, order, and he's just like... He was, uh, I was actually reading about so he was, he was, nasties in my face. He was in Ed Wood. Okay, okay mm-hmm. that, yeah, that's the uh, Johnny Depp picture. Yeah. Yeah, yeah docu- I think it was a documentary. Yeah. Isn't he still doing, making appearances at any show still? Uh, yeah, he was at the Legends show in March with IWC. Mm-hmm. It was pretty cool, pretty cool interview with him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he, he was uh, he was talking about that he didn't talk for uh, several years with the, with the animal gimmick right. and everything. Now they can't shut him up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, you were saying about... But now it's more just like it, dude. That's what's going yeah. on. And in the Little Italy days, a couple years ago, I didn't see him this weekend, but that just happened in Pittsburgh, ladies and gentlemen. We had our Bloomfield... The neighborhood of Bloomfield had a big Italy Italian celebration. I believe they called it the feast of the Sopranos. Well, yeah, that was, <laughs> that was that thing, you know. But uh, everybody's out there. But Bruno San Martino used to go there all the time. I don't think he was there this year, but uh, sure, you can see that on one of Seabeck's CDs. On first Seabeck of the uh, of QED. Yeah. I, I mean, ever since I canceled cable, put up the antenna, I. Watch every. I just sit there for hours when they play back and It's neighborhoods. It's either neighborhoods or food. I can't remember, but you can see Bruno San Martino sitting there signing. Uh, we can talk about some old DVDs. <coughs> uh, but let's, let's let's keep that for another show. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you got Waldo Von Erich. Oh, we'll talk up some PBS. Oh yeah, <laughs> Professor Tanaka, uh, Bobo Brazil, Crazy Luke Graham, Ernie Ladd. Hey, where's my man? At? I'm trying to find my. There he is. Tell Johnny to face him. <laughs> Currently, the uh, one of the Allegheny County Councilmen. <laughs> <laughs> Hall of Famer. Oh fuck yeah! I. <laughs> he was. Uh, he actually went from studio wrestling. They must not have paid too good because he quit studio wrestling with a belt and went to be uh, <laughs> United Steelworkers Union Vice President. <laughs> 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 and now he has a big old ring and he's in politics. Uh, anyway, that's, that's where the money is. That's, that's right. right. Bill Miller, Victor Rivera, Spiro, I don't see, I don't remember them. Lou Albano. Yeah, Captain Lou Albano. And, uh, man. Where's the Batman? Batman's on the drive. Right through that list. He's on mother. And it was a really rare appearance, the Batman. And he had his old gear on. I mean, yeah, you go get your brothers when Batman comes on. Or, yeah. Okay, but hey, Batman's on right. I mean, he came out and he wore the whole thing and he, he'd come in and he'd make this big entrance and whip the cape off, you know, <laughs> and he'd come in there and, and knock somebody out. So Adam West walked in and said, you've been served. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they do that to the Lone Ranger, same thing. Mm-hmm. Carnegie Cop, Frank Carnegie Cop, Holtz, Hurricane Hunt. Here it is, Tony the Batman Marino. There you go. Wore a full Batman outfit taking his cape off when he wrestled. <laughs> but uh, another move to politics, Chuck Martoni, 
later became mayor of Swissville, uh, Pepo Mongol. Uh, so anyway, that was that was kind of old school. We got into and, and it was neat because Bill Cardill, better known as Chili Billy Cardilly, better known as the weatherman from PXI, <laughs> better known as the reporter in Night of the Living Dead with the WIIC, fucking twenty years old with the WIIC. He's in the rich thing. Reporting, hey, there's fucking zombies all over Butler. <laughs> now I think he works for WWSW or something. Does he? He's like a, yeah. Uh, We're actually playing uh, the original Night of the Living Dead down well, in Dormont. When you go down and check it out, the theater you were talking about on Potomac. Yeah. I oh, I love that place. You said, yeah, I read through He's in there with his WIC microphone. Yeah, you can see. He's in the original one with his WIC microphone. Going, this is Bill Cardell reporting for Channel 11 WIC. Because it's like all over <laughs> It's a small W and two big I's for 11. Mm-hmm. And then see. the C. But it, it was neat. I remember that when I watched it for the first time. Uh, this is the reason you brought the subject up. The reason I wanted to bring it up was like, I'm not from too far from here. And. Growing up, like there was all this wrestling all around me, like like down here in Youngstown. I got Youngstown Television. I didn't get Pittsburgh Television. Or or whatever. Yeah, I mean, about eighty miles away from 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 here, and uh, sometimes we get Cleveland, and and there's all this wrestling that happened all growing up. You know, WWE or WWF F at the time. Sorry, uh, <laughs> you know, all came through, and and I never knew any about any of it. I knew they came through Youngstown. That was it. Well, the, I, I meant that the programming was probably close, but the, yeah, yeah. the thing about studio wrestling that is different than today's is it was all plain. Mm-hmm. It was like yeah, they, were, no they were black trunks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Excuse me, like black boots. Mm-hmm. You know, they, the freaking ring was cardboard. You know, it was plywood, and it, it was just very well, plain. And the, the, the plots were a lot easier. It was Bruno San Martino against sleeping Lenny the Midget. Yeah, you know, there wasn't, I mean, we knew who was going to win. It wasn't as well choreographed. We do still have the Midgets nowadays, but uh, Midgets are more apt to lose. Or the Midgets, or no, are more apt to win. Yeah. Midgets are more apt to win nowadays. Well, the first live wrestling show I went to go see was Nikolai Volkov and the Iron Sheik fighting uh, Hulk Hogan and the Missing Link. The Missing Link. Yeah. <laughs> There's actually a mention for the mission, Missing Link in the new history of WWE. went into fucking Nikolai Volkov's forehead mm-hmm. and left a big green stain in the middle of his forehead. That <laughs> oh, was awesome, man. Totally yeah, awesome. I, think I can see Andre the Giant live. I would, I would say, I think the Missing Link's still wrestling last I saw. That little puff of hair he had. They used to wear those turnbuckles yeah. out, too. Those turnbuckles used to cause major damage. Mm-hmm. I don't remember all. I don't remember the chairs and the ladders coming into it till like oh, yeah, they were there. Definitely, I mean, the, 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 the chairs came in, but it was always like it was never like always the blue steel chair or the black steel chair yeah, like yeah. you have today. It was it was always like the 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 wooden uh, church yeah. chair that right. they they lined the ringside. But the good guy would never do that. Hulk Hogan did. <laughs> no, 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 I'm saying like the Hulk Hogan cut. That's when it changed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that, that's when that's when like you get Hulk Hogan in like the Texas uh, Texas Death Matches with like Harley Race when he was the king and everything, and you saw a little bit more of that going on. But they'd have that blind ref where he turned his head and then they come in there with the. Or somebody throwing an orange at him, you know, like uh, the, 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 the Jimmy guy with the guitar. He throw an orange at him and he turn around going, "Hey, you stop doing that!" While the other guy's gouging, you know. We were talking about like, uh, weapons and stuff. The first ladder match was in uh, 19, uh, 1972. Oh, yeah. <laughs> in Stampede Wrestling in Canada. It was uh, Dan Crofat and Tor Kamada. Uh, the first, 
you know, relatively publicized one was uh, 1983, also in Stampede, where Bret Hart faced Bad News Brown, actually. Bret Hart, yeah. I actually have a picture of Ringside Rosie and Buckaloo. Ringside Rosie never let her favorite wrestlers get shortchanged by the likes of an evil eel <laughs> or a referee with seemingly poor vision. Rosie let him have it. As a wrestler, you always wanted Rosie on your side. I can't remember who she was. Right. Right. Well, I remember the wrestling magazines always had guys just covered in blood. Oh, yeah, covers. Yeah. That's, that's never what I saw on TV. And, and then it was, uh, every now and then you'd see it cut above the eye. Yeah, well, there was a big rumor going around when I was probably in seventh or eighth grade where these guys would get paid more. And that actually was, in, in some cases, that was true. Would. A lot of them would, especially uh, under Dusty Rhodes and some of the more old school bookers. Mm-hmm. Uh, they would say, you know, you show some color, then we you didn't see it much on TV at the time. Yeah, I think that was a live the, show thing. Because yeah. the, the, the thing is, back in the day, like you had the regional thing going. Like we had Studio Wrestling in Pittsburgh. But uh, I don't know if this is the case of Studio Wrestling, but usually they would have like the Studio TV events. But then they may have maybe a big show at like maybe like the Velvet or something. Arena. Yeah, Civic Arena at yeah, the time. Yeah, it was huge. And uh, yeah, and that's that's their big payoff, and that's when you'll see it. Okay. But they never televised. Actually, Bruno Sammartino actually wrestled at Madison Square Garden. Was it Madison Square Garden or was it like Shea Stadium? I, I know he did Shea. There, there was a lot of, uh, I know Hulk Hogan did Shea. I think there was an early Hulk Hogan versus Andre match when Hogan was probably still a heel um, at Shea Stadium. Well, he was a good guy for five years before he was a heel. Uh, Hogan? Oh, no, yeah. actually, he started off like a heel. Because yeah, really? when, when he dyed the beard black and did the black bandana. Yeah, and NWO. Oh, but I'm talking was, that was like, before, okay, was I'm, I'm okay. talking like late 70s, early 80s. He was heel a lot. Uh, first time in WWE, he was actually managed by or WWF. They they've changed me I, now. I can't refer to it as, as that. Uh, they uh, he was managed by Classy Freddie Blassie. So, Blassie, I remember him. I remember there was always this book that was in my my elementary school. Did Blassie have long blonde hair? What's that? Did Blassie have long blonde? Yeah, he did. Maybe at one or point, like but when he wrestled, yeah. But but when he was a manager, he was a little older, okay. so uh, you know, he had the cane and everything. We were the cane. Uh, yeah. Um, but I remember there was this book of Hulk Hogan. Uh, they, they had one from Hulk Hogan, and they had one from Michael Jordan uh, in my elementary school library that I always wore. Right. And it was it was Hogan on the front cover with the cowboy hat on and the white trunks from when he was a bad guy. Yeah. And there was pictures in there from when he was in Rocky Three and everything. Okay. And I think it was just getting into when the whole Hulkamania thing happening. So. It is rock video. <laughs> you guys asked about San Martino working Madison Square Garden. Yeah. Not only did he work Madison Square Garden. Uh, he headlined more garden cards than any other wrestler. He mm-hmm. headlined 130 times. He's seeing 45 sellouts. He's from Nog Hill. How's he fucking broke? They didn't pay nothing. I don't think he's probably. Yeah. He took all his money, man. That's, oh, yeah. that's probably it. That's what we're talking about. Hulk Hogan. Oh, we're talking about oh, no, Bruno 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 Bruno. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Well, that's the one with all of them, though. Even like you look at Ric Flair and Hulk Hogan. Both of them are divorced and playing a shitload of alimony, so now Hogan has to go back on tour. Ric Flair's doing lotto commercials down in North Carolina. Now, do you think that, that the, the, the Hogan reality stuff and the uh, Governor Ventura stuff, do you think that's hurt wrestling or, or helped it? Or in different I, think, I think the Hulk Hogan reality stuff has only, helped, or has only hurt him and his reputation. I agree. Because, I, 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 I mean... It's it's really hard to. Uh, I know, I know. I, I just like, but but still, I can. I'm con- still fucked up by that video of putting the fucking lotion on his dog. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
I got, I got, I got an 18 year old daughter with with large breasts. I just the shirts are too tight. I get uncomfortable. It's like this. No, I tell her go put a fucking jacket on or something. But man, to have you to the old lady with a with a 19 year old and like on your street, and you have to see no, it. fuck on your street in your house. Well, whatever. I mean, it's like oh, that's too much to take, man. I feel for the guy just. Well, let's go ahead and take a break. We got some fan mail coming up. We hope you guys can chime in for a little bit of that. We actually got a voicemail in there. I got to see what this is about. Um, Lunchbox, what are we listening to? Well, Sork, um, that's like me. To, that is you. Uh, I'd like to take a moment and say that our very first music break, our very first music break, is brought to you by the Black and Gold Store, Black and Gold Snacks and More. Not only do they have the best goddamn steak sandwiches anywhere in southwestern Pennsylvania. This is all the way down on 119 on the way to Uniontown between, you know, Mount Pleasant, Uniontown area. Um, really the best steak sandwich I've had anywhere ever. Fantastic. They also have fantastic uh, uh, Penguin and Steeler merchandise at reasonable prices. If you want a high-quality uh, jersey, go there because Walmart prices, but NFL quality. Um, absolutely. You can check them out at Black goldandmore.com. I don't know if that site's live yet, but it will be soon. Um, route, route 119, 5 Wedding Lane, Mount Pleasant, PA, 15666. Ask for Linda. Tell them Lunchbox sent you. Now, on the music break, the name of the band is uh, Super Mercado. Um, from the <laughs> Super Mercado from the album Chupacabre on Dark Star Records. And if you listen to the Wrestling Mayhem show, you know we have a unique relationship with all things Chupacabre. Um, the name of the song is Out of Time. Once again, the album is Chupacabre, Out of Time from Super Mercado, and you're listening to Wrestling Mayhem show 187. Thank you. 
Pretty much until so. Juggalo Jamie gets his Christmas email in. You mother... Juggalo Jamie, you get your goddamn email in or I will rape Santa in front of your face. <laughs> I will put a gun to Santa's head and make him fuck your mother while you watch. Send him an email. <laughs> Hey, I'm Hutch Jr. from Berg's Eye View. My show's at www.bergseyeview.com. You're listening to the Wrestling Mayhem Show. And if you're checking it live, that makes it Tuesday night. Coming to you straight out of Beachview from the International Studio, a broadcasting powerhouse from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Sorgatron, DJ Lunchbox, Doc Remedy, Mayhem Missy, and some considerable influence from 161st Street. Mad Mike brings it from the Bronx. The outstanding Wrestling Mayhem crew chronicles everything wrestling and sometimes even goes off topic. Check them out on Tuesdays, 8 o'clock at www.wrestlingmayhemshow.com. You can get in on the live chat and all that. Okay, they're going to chop me. See ya. Chachi, don't you chop me. You're going to be mayor one day. We are back at I put on my headphones just in time to hear how to say, don't you chop me, you're going to be mayor one day. <laughs> <laughs> how, how appropriate is it we get in the fan mail We're on uh, episode 187 with the man that, by the telling by his voice, Mad Mike insists that he can probably kill somebody with his bare hands. <laughs> That's true. They're on That's with absolutely the... true. Now, i gotta, I got to say something. Uh, one night, me and Sorg, we were over at uh, we were over at the Bird's Eye View Lounge. At the lounge. That's right. And, uh, you know, we're all fucking around dancing. Hutch grabs both of us, puts an arm around both of us, and fucking just manhandles both me and Sword. You don't fuck with Hutch. Yeah, you fucking destroy I'm a lover, not a fighter. <laughs> As his younger brother, I will verify he will fuck you up. <laughs> Hutch will fuck somebody up, my friends. So what's up now? We got uh, well, we got a few things. First, uh, as uh, part of our ongoing experiment, we have a phone number. We have not announced it here on the show, but there's a nice little blog of what you can do that with that number uh, over at WrestlingMayhemShow.com. It's 412-206-WMS0-9670 uh, if, you, if you can't figure out your you don't have letters on your number. Free and Blackwire users. Yeah, you don't get them. Did you get any voicemails yet? Uh, actually, somebody did right before the show, and apparently it locked me out, which is a big load of fail right there, and I blew it right back up. So uh, we're going to go and take a listen and hope for the best. Now, th- now, the interesting thing is we're using Google Voice in this little experiment, and fucking Leo Laporte beat me to this, by the way. I actually had to go on eBay and buy a number because I couldn't get another invite. Fucking Leo Laporte. Leo Laporte. Now, now we got we got we got a call from you last week, Hutch. Um, we had no idea going into it what it was going to be. I was ho- there's a transcription. There uh, was thing. a beat, by the way. There was a beat. There was okay. WrestlePants full of shit. There was a beat. So so Google Voice is nice because it transcribes things. So we can sit here. You guys can call in during the show. You can call in right now. And uh, I'll get a little text message that somebody's called in, and uh, and we got a transcription. It's not the greatest. It looks like Juggalo Jamie smoking a lot of dope uh, and writing it. Uh, if I is, it from, is it from Juggalo Jamie? Are we, I don't know. I can't tell. Oh, my God. That's long as hell. I know. This was three minutes, so we'll see how this goes. And it looks like he got cut off and called back again. 
we put this fucking phone number out there for a reason. That's a long ass question to be a, a, a weekly question. Alright, alright, here we go. Question. Yes, let me do it. Okay, to close out what I'm saying, I just cannot say any indie show for any filmer now have a girlfriend fan. Hey, you know, go to the show, you'll have a great time. I can't say it. However, if you just like a good band, if you're open-minded, you'll give something to a child. I will tell you to check out Winslow. 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 You'll have a great time. For the entire show. And I don't even know the opening act point. But I know that Winslow is booking it. But I know that they don't put charity case fans that they're fighting with on their show. And you cannot guarantee that you will have it. Well, let me know what you can say. I didn't mean to be that was just the reality of how things are. I mean, I never understand why these guys that go on there and they think about how everything sucks and they'll make valid points and then they can't figure out why people aren't showing up. So he's very angry about the indie scene, uh, at, least in, at least in McKeesport. That was awesome. Some comments here. I don't know what the fuck just happened, but that was awesome. <laughs> I got lost between the wrestling and the music there. That's the kind of dude like you call his wife, like, come get your husband. <laughs> <laughs> You're cut off, man. That's how you get At that point, you start giving him water shots. I'm going to say, any input is still chokes on him. I have no idea how any input is good input. I got a guy in Tacoma. That calls me, that calls me daily. Fucking drunk as shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. And he just calls me and just goes like, and he takes it, and he like mocks my answering machine message. And he's just like, here, talk to this dude. Who the fuck are I talk to that guy, man? What are you doing? You're fucking drunk, man. Here, talk to this guy. I get messages like that every day. I get messages. <laughs> very cool. I like the bong rent shows, or the bong rent messages. That's pretty cool. I think that's the best 250 I ever spent on uh, on something on eBay. Was was that number? Because that was spectacular. You gotta be careful when you give it out, like you said, for the Blackberry guys. Because the, the number for my show, and I'm, this is some shameless self promotion here, is two zero six nine seven three F Y O U. And I started out with two zero six nine seven three F U. And I got an email from a guy going, "Dude, it's not enough numbers." <laughs> <laughs> F-Y-O-U. Can't say F-U. That's a double-edged point. So my show is headquartered out on his server, right? And I shared that same number with him. And I had some cards made up for my show and with that number on them to call in. So at the last podcast that we were at, I got trashed. Down in the south side. One to oh, this is awesome. SIDT and those guys, right? <laughs> because I hadn't really started on my brewing or, you know, really getting into craft brew yet. And I tried to go drinking with those guys, right? And I was like, made the mistake of saying, which one should I drink, dude? And they gave me this big ass bottle about this big of gasoline. Right? <laughs> so, here, can I take the story, man? Yeah. So, the next day, 
I can get a message on on comment line. Well, hold on, now, hold on. Let me, go ahead, let, me, go let me lead up to that first. All right, let me share you. <laughs> I thought we were here. I didn't want to. I couldn't hang with these guys anymore, so I went out and got a cat. I was looking for a cat in the south side. And this limo pulls up. It wasn't a Cadillac or anything, but it was a private car. And the guy said, "You looking for a ride? Yeah, can you take me to Brooklyn?" I said, "Yeah, I'll pay you." But Twenty bucks. I forget what he asked me, and uh, so I get in there and, I, and I'm in the back, and I'm, this is all podcast, so I'm still all hyped up. I'm like, "Hey, dude, you listen to podcasts?" <laughs> so they can't be. He's like, "What's a podcast?" And I told him, "I said, gave one of my cards here, man. They're awesome. Check it out." So I didn't think nothing of it. I went home, threw all my shit on the kitchen table, went to bed. You know what I mean? Woke up the next day, came out, all my stuffs in a nice pile on the kitchen table. Now you can take it from here. Except for a couple of things that he, he, he couldn't track down. And I got a, a voicemail on the comment line the next day going like, all right, well, this number's a 206 number, but this real truck motherfucker came in his car last night. I got his glasses, man. <laughs> so if you, if you could call me back at 412 and get his number, and I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> So I call the guy back, man, and I get barely stuff left. And then it's back in your court. Well, I get a phone call the next morning. I notice my glasses are missing, right? My phone rings, and uh, Knucklehead's on the phone. And I'm like, hello? He said, hey, uh, how you doing, man? Do you know where your glasses are at? I said, huh? He said, you know where your glasses are at? Because I do. <laughs> I walked to Washington State. <laughs> <laughs> so he tells me to do it. Oh my god. I forgot about that. I forgot that about that one. That was, that was one of the classic, uh, classic stories. <laughs> so, all you young podcasters out there, get your own fucking number. <laughs> if you want to see me dance, you can go on Sword Sight and see me on the side on a right hand. That's true. Right hand call. See me um, on a different night. What I did the worm. Yeah, you were, you were, <laughs> kicking, it. You were kicking it. I did quite a few things. <laughs> None of which are on video, thank you. No, no, they should have been. No, that was a good time. Huh? We should do some fan mail. That's a good idea. <laughs> That's a good idea. They're clamoring in the chat room for fan mail. They're clamoring for the fan mail. Views are not supported by the WMS show in any way. 
DJ Lunchbox. That's me. That is you. Uh, when I was talking last week about Team 3D versus Booker T and Scott Steiner versus the James Gang as an Impact main event, my reason for it was that TNA could crown the best tag team ever as a storyline. Then the losing team could be written off TV forever. Yeah. The best match this past... Wait, is that an agreement? Or, yes, uh, okay, okay. I can dig it. I gotcha. I can, I, I'm hip. I, I I'm hip. That. Um, the best match this past week was Christian versus Zack Ryder on ECW. It had a good flow. Secondly, it left me feeling that Zack Ryder could be Christian if they wrestled again. On the other side of the coin, Punk, your promos are getting old. The surprise of the week was Al Sharpton. Uh, Wait, really? Like Punk's getting older? We loved this stuff, like, a couple months ago. True, true. Um, I can't agree, but I haven't seen his promos. <laughs> Alright, fair enough. So, I can't comment on that. Uh, yeah, 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 sign up from that. I'm getting really angry at Hulu not posting. Uh, last I knew, SmackDown was not, still not posted from Friday. That's fun. Yeah. It's uh, Tuesday. I know, it's Tuesday. It's, Tuesday. it's, it's, it's the night we do this. That's true. Uh, the surprise of the week was Al Sharpen being pretty good last night on Raw. <laughs> the tag match that opened the show was good. Note to Cena. You wear lock in the wall of Jericho and then... No, there's no hand. You wear lock in the wall of Jericho, then the camel clutch, so you shouldn't climb the cage right after the match. OMG, LOL. You. <laughs> we read the shit verbatim. <laughs> that, is, that is correct. That is a roll of the man. I can't pass cheeseburger. <laughs> Until next week, Sean out. <clears throat> Thank you, Sean Burkett. Um, uh, Dr. Scooter uh, in the chat room says, uh, here's the problem with that, I'm referring to the tag team thing. Scott and Rick need to be together for that match, or Booker T needs uh, back with Stevie Ray. I agree. This is, like, this is like the leftovers of great tag teams. Uh, or you know, the two guys that made it from the great tag teams that aren't doing real estate right now. True. And I also have to agree with the chat <laughs> Uh, Sean turned into Jiggle Jamie there at the end. <laughs> that was a very coherent, co- coherent email until the end. Spell check, my friend. That's right. Moving on. Uh, great. Wait, was that it? That was it for Sean Burkett. It's now time for WrestleFan. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, accidentally slipped into WrestleFan talk at work today. <laughs> Sorry, sorry. Oh, no, I mean, I mean, I'll get that project done. Um, first of all, I am writing my fan mail early because school has been kicking my butt like no tomorrow. So I'm going to send them earlier than usual. Like I said last week, Bound for Glory was actually shaping up to be pretty okay, be a pretty okay pay per view uh, with Sting and AJ slash Morgan and Angle slash Abyss and Foley slash what Antara. Kong and ODB uh, seem to be set. This might actually be watchable. However, not worth paying money for, but still watchable. Currently, period, uh, the stuff with Teddy Long Undertaker, he really likes using these slashes in here. Uh, and, and CM Punk is shipping out to make a possible feud of the year. CM Punk is doing an amazing job, whether in the ring or on the mic, and this may turn out really big. However, I still do not know what I feel about the Hell in a Cell. The pay-per-view uh, could be really good or really bad. I got an addition to that. It has been confirmed. TLC for uh, December mm-hmm. for a pay-per-view. Oh, um, so uh, a bit of news on uh, the bragging rights. Mm-hmm. They, they uh, announced the gimmick of that. 
Is it going to be a Cyber Sunday? <clears throat> it is, and it's also going to be every match between a Raw superstar and a SmackDown superstar. And we talked about that a little before. I, don't, I think I talked to rights. I either talked to you or Remedy before about the, it. It sounded like they're doing what they used to do with Survivor Series, where it was, it was uh, brand versus brand. Mm-hmm. So it could be interesting, and also the, the you know interactive fan element thing mm-hmm. of Cyber Sunday. So which makes sense because uh, we we wrap everything up with Hell in a Cell and what should be the blow off match for everything in a freaking cell, mm-hmm. and uh, and then we roll into something new with the uh, brand rights deal and the, and the cross brand. Interestingly enough, right here in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. That's right, and interestingly enough, I'll be in Igloo. Uh, however, I still do. I uh, read that. I read that paragraph. Uh, also, a tiny bit of indie news for those uh, that are very tiny bit of indie news for those uh, that are very new to Chikara. They are currently selling selling a DVD featuring five matches and extras for only a dollar ninety nine. It's definitely something people should look at. So go to smartmarkvideo.com. WrestleFan. WrestleFan has been. I, didn't he also pick up like a big batch of ROH DVDs? Rewater DVDs. Rewater and some I think I think WrestleFan should start the uh, the deep discount WrestleFan uh, message of the week. <laughs> like you, you, you should be our deal of the week uh, correspondent there. I think WrestleFan should start fucking buying some goddamn IWC DVDs immediately. That's right. <clears throat> you want to take the shine? I'll take the mad mic. Sure. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, fans and friends across the planet, it's time, once again, for the most amazing, incredible, undeniably, incomparably influential, the Rock and Roll Outlaw Mail. Fucking awesome intro. <laughs> uh, fans and friends, we find ourselves on the eve, kind of, of the 10-year anniversary of SmackDown. That's right. For 10 years, we've been privy to some amazing moments, like Brock and Big Show collapsing the ring, and Stone Cold meeting Booker T's ass in the grocery store. I love that. <laughs> I love that. I had the greatest time watching that when it went down. And this Friday, WWE is planning to celebrate with a hellacious party. Everyone from The X to The Rock will be there, and it's sure to be an amazing show. Speaking of SmackDown, that happens to be the only wrestling I caught this weekend all in all. I thought it was a pretty solid show. Taker has always been my favorite since I was a kid, and I love watching him. So, needless to say, I'm very entertained with the current angle now that I've seen where it is going. I know that after Breaking Point, I was skeptical, but just like with Jericho, I'm a fan. I especially like the way Vince handled Punk coming up and complaining by telling Punk that maybe he should have thought about what he was doing and that Taker was his problem. Unfortunately, all isn't great on the blue team. Batista should just fucking leave. God damn it, I hate Batista. Oh well, at least he didn't main event. Speaking of main events, then I'll wrap this up. I thought that... Punk slash Taker main event was good until the stupid count-out finish. I understand that they had to do it to build heat for Punk, but still. Oh, well. Hell in a Cell is two weeks away. Next week is the 10-year anniversary SmackDown show. And Ben Roethlisberger this week, Yes. Uh, and Ben Roethlisberger is guest host of Raw next week. Should be fun for you guys over there in the Steel City. Well, guys, I guess that's it for me this week. So until next week, I am the Rock and Roll Outlaw, and I work part-time as one of Taker's Casket Druids. Be jealous. (laughs) That's awesome. That was a great ending. Yeah. Fantastic email all the way around from the one and only Rock and Roll Outlaw. All right, real quick, we got the Mad Mike mail on a motherfucking cop position. Hi, I'm Mad Mike. I wish on Michael's Black Knight, and this is my email. That's right. Remember, remember the, the, the Black Knights oh, events? That's when there was like the three knights and everything? Oh, I remember. Matt. Nah. It was Man. fucking... I don't remember the story, but Jerry Lawler was 
supposed to work the match. But it turned into Shawn Michaels, and it was the King's Court against uh, against the Hart family. Correct. They brought in, like, that's when Owen kind of got big, and they brought in, like, Tom Hart and, Brett Owen, and Bruce, Doug Hart and whoever else was there. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that's, that's about right. <laughs> that's, when, that's when they started teasing the Brett and Owen. <laughs> I just remember the biggest deal about the one of them was a firefighter. I was like, what are you doing here? I would say that was Bruce. I think it was Bruce, too. So, uh, uh gang sign. We're bringing all of a fan here. Oh, yeah, who is that? Green, Green Tree Tom, I think, yeah. was on there? Yeah, that was, that was our Tom gang sign. Check that, man. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, back up. We, we, we're going to try to slip that one under the radar there. Yeah. In other news, apparently, a wrestle fan is uh, Don West in the chat room. Oh, the deal of the week. That'd be perfect. You can uh, out, out Don West, Don West, man. That'd be okay. awesome. All right. Back to the man, Mike Mel. Well, Henry. Yeah, let's give him more seats. Yeah, we can do that. We'll switch. Holy shit! <laughs> so, Sam, what's happening? Doc Remedy, make him missing every turn. Hey, how are you? Good, how are you? Good. There he is. He's back. I hope he's at the end of that's a great video. Hey, you're back in time. I just uh, cleaned your basketball outfit over there. <laughs> Can I have a plug, too? Uh, <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, Matt and Michael. Well, I had an awesome weekend with the Mayhem Missy and Doc Remedy. We're just here. Who somehow got a break from uh, his uh, training in jungles of Pango Pango. And there was uh, many mayhem to be had. And I have finally finished watching the SmackDown 10th Anniversary disc. I'll hopefully be able to review someone... Uh, sometime later this week, but it is a must-buy for a wrestling fan. Oh, and also, I'm Reno, bitches. WrestleFail, you got uh, lucky last week with anomalies on that roster, but don't you fret this week. You shall not take me down. Fucking mad Mike for keeping my ass in fancy. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, and now my gimmicks. This week's list is top ten things I learned at Ring of Honor. And uh, number ten, it was the shit. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Homicide must have known uh, this Mayhem show would be about him because he showed up and inside they fucked TNA chant. It was awesome. <laughs> and at the same time, once the fuck TNA chant started going, he started doing one of these. <laughs> <laughs> Number nine. This, this, this doubles as the, uh, the ROH report thing. Uh, number nine. Delirious isn't over nearly as much as he should be. Uh, number eight, Wesley Redwood in that fucking mask. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, eight, walking around with a delirious mask on gets you no strange looks. Rather, some muted respect. Number seven, fuck Vince Russo was probably one of the most satisfying chants I've ever been involved with. Number six, Jim Cornette. <laughs> Cornette still talks for a really long time. Oh, that was your show? Yeah. I haven't seen the video yet. How, how was it? I thought it was pretty good. He basically came out and was like, um, I got fired, quote, quote, <laughs> let go because I wasn't 100% behind the creative direction. And he's like, you were more that than I did that. I couldn't hear a damn word he was saying. I could hear like everything, Cornette. He was the only one I could hear. <laughs> um, and then he was like, actually, I wasn't 100% behind Vince Russo. And that's when the fuck Russo chance started. I gotcha. And then, but I don't know, I really enjoyed him, what he said, and he'd come out, and he was like, yeah, I'm Jim Cornette, I'm executive producer of ROH now. Really? I didn't, I didn't catch that. Yeah. And he's like, as of this afternoon, I am, et cetera, et cetera. Nice. I felt like he gave a speech that is way overdone. 
And he's like, oh, all the wrestling on TV is crap. You guys are the future. You guys are the ones with talent. Like, like Shane Douglas gave us a couple years ago. Right. Shane Douglas gave him. Ric Flair gives him. It's probably the worst then, but I couldn't hear him either. Yeah. So. General admission in the Grand Ballroom at the Manhattan Center. Horrible. Blows. <laughs> okay, okay. Peep this shit. Alright. You said part of the way. Okay. Ring. You ever been in an auditorium before? Auditoriums have fucking stages, right? Right. The stages are higher than the rest of the, the rest floor. Of the yeah. You're above ring. the ring. Was sitting on floor. General admission on stage. General admission, floor seats. There's no elevation as you got further back. Mm-hmm. So if you're sitting in the back, you are fucked. Mm-hmm. Because there's no way you're going to see. Because the motherfuckers who were sitting front row, like the dickbag in the green shirt, who sat front row in the general admission, who probably had the best seat in the house, because he was elevated behind, he was elevated above that section that was in him, so he had a clear shot of the ring with no interference whatsoever, kept fucking standing up every time somebody came out or somebody popped, he was like, To set further back from the fourth wall, those art students, those uh, uh, what's that called? Um, comic fans. Anybody would know. Comic fan, not necessarily. I'm trying to say like theater majors was what I was going. Yeah. Theater majors, you know the imaginary fourth wall where the curtain is that like you pretend is the fourth wall, or whatever. The speakers were at that point facing away from us. We were behind the speakers. And the acoustics suck in that place. Yeah. So we could have. It's definitely not designed for the audio to be going that way from the center. It was because we were we were getting the echo and the reverberance mm-hmm. of the whole thing because it because it was like it, the the speakers were going the other way, but it was echoing echoing off the walls. So we were hearing the sound as it was coming out the speakers, and then we were hearing the echo as it bounced off the walls in the place. So it just mumble jumbled the whole time. Like I said, Jim Cornette, you could tell he's a master on the microphone because he was the only one I was able to understand. With that setup, yeah. Number four, I still love going to shows with my New York fans. Can't, can't beat that. Uh, number three, Kevin Steen is insane going through a table ladder combo off the top of a ladder. That was nuts. Okay, we're talking. This is what happened. You know, uh, Edge and Jeff Hardy WrestleMania. They set the ladder up from the ring to the the barricade. Yeah. They had ladders set up like that. They had a table set up on the ladder as it sat like that. Kevin Steen's like, I need to climb the 20-foot ladder. Because <laughs> it was the ladder war match, mm-hmm. which was basically a tag team ladder match. Uh, he climbed up the 20-foot ladder, and then I think it was Davey pushed him over, and he fell off the 20-foot ladder through the table through the ladder. To the, like, from that, from the inside center of the ring, through the table through the ladder. There's the nothing like that in studio wrestling, right? I'm chairs. I'm chairs and turnbuckles, baby. Hey, you know what? we got to say goodbye. Alright, I thank you guys for having us on the show. Yeah, it's been a real pleasure. One more time, where can they find your shows? Uh, you can catch me at PuckerTime.com. You can click the show link, iTunes, search PuckerTime, or just search Google for uh, tasteless shit. And, and that, is a very, that is a very dangerous link. PuckerTime.com, man. If you want to hear my, my melodious voice again, you can go to www.birdseyeview.com and listen to all things Pittsburgh. You have that? Yeah, it's got that. You have that? His, his sound bite? It's awesome sound bites for the Mayhem Show. 
Yeah, they played it earlier. Yeah, they played it earlier. He's like, I gotta take exception with that, though, because I got the same fucking voice. Thanks a lot, Greg. Thanks a lot for coming. Thanks for having us, guys. See you. Stay trapped. It's wet out there. Yeah, they look great. We got a DD, man. Yeah, yeah, they just a hell over. Those links will also be posted on WrestlingMayhemShow.com. Yes, they will for easy access. I mean, you do that. Number two. What? What? That's for later. Hey, Edwards. Fucking put that you saying that on a soundboard because we suck at it. I know. Nothing. Okay, that's a nice new monitor. It's not new. I'll get to that later. Number two, Eddie Edwards is even crazier wrestling with a broken elbow. That was fucking crazy. I didn't know what happened. Apparently, he broke his elbow in the Boston show the night before. Okay. He fucking come out. He has a full arm cast, so his arm is like bent at a 165 degree angle, approximately. So it was like almost straight on. Trying to figure that out. Because I would have just been like, his arm was like playing your man. Yeah, it was almost straight. It was just bent a little bit. In other words, to keep the elbow almost aligned, but not enough to keep it like straight from healing spear. Um, and then he had it wrapped in a like a fucking ace bandage or something like that. And he wrestled a whole fucking match like that. That's awesome. With a broken freaking arm. With a broken freaking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, take that, Kurt. Angle, shove that up your dickhole. Oh. <laughs> Number one, Brian and Nigel leaving is really going to force the rest of the roster to step up. Amen. Yeah. Oh, and uh, Corey. <laughs> Watch for it when Brian Danielson comes to WWE. He's going to punch Cena in the ear. Sorry. <laughs> I forgot. I just tired off. Yeah, because he punched Nigel in the ear at some point during his match. And they were like... You hear somebody in the crowd just yell out, when the match is over, like, you punched him in the ear! <laughs> and he's like, how many of you want to see me fucking punch John Cena in the ear? Alright, he's got his uh, word association here. We got Morgan Angle, no surrender, yawn. AJ Sting, I hope Sting does his job. Uh, World Elite in the middle, black and white. Tracy's Playboy shoot, vomit. Yeah, I wasn't really impressed with that. Weird uh, homicide versus Joe, what? I said she has weird boobs and she's diseased and viral. Homicide versus Joe versus Daniels. Why isn't this main eventing? Bobby Lashley now being used in as a submission expert. Head desk. Uh, SmackDown. Unfortunately, haven't had a chance to watch it yet. Damn, it's pretty good. Uh, Sorry, Team Roy going for the belts of Kill Me. What's that? Nothing. Keep going. Yeah, <laughs> I'm trying, I, want to hear it. I haven't got to do this for in a while. <laughs> yeah, we're not even <laughs> Booing Al Sharpton. I disassociate myself from these those people. Oh, that's upstate New York. That's fine. Uh, Jericho saving the opening segment. Mas- masterful. Uh, Chavo saving Swaggle. Oy vey. I like that. I, I like it too, actually. Because it, 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 it makes sense because they've been going so long that now he has that mutual respect built for Hornswoggle kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah. And it makes sense because, I mean, where else were they going to go from it from there? If you drop it, then it was just a pointless angle that ran on TV. It's like the longest-running TV angle that has happened. It's been running the entire guest host bit. That's right. So, I mean, you got to have a payoff with it. Can you even call it an angle if Chavo never had the upper hand? Mm-hmm. It was a squash match. It would, right. it would have to be a, a line instead of an angle. Yeah. Because it just went one way the whole time. <laughs> wow. The longest-running line. I never thought of it that way before. <laughs> 
DXAF two words for you. Stop it. Um, <laughs> quick on the cell predictions. Uh, DX, Cena, Punk, Fox, Biggie, Mel, Miz, Shomo. Uh, well, that's it for me this weekend. If anyone has side ideas for your drink to Hell in a Cell this weekend, either tweet me at madmikeforeight 83 or call to the man. <laughs> call into the rest of the mayhem show. Uh, uh, yeah, you missed the, our, our new voicemail. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, you missed any transmission. Um, apparently, Big Freaky went to the PWX show and was not happy with it. Uh, yeah, I guess he's from yeah, the he's board or something. He's not the IWC board. Is he on the IWC board? I don't know who he is. But I don't know, but he, and he also really wants us to listen to Winslow. Sure, having a show. Like three times. Yes. Winslow does have weird boobs. It's gross. <laughs> it's fucking let down. Who is Winslow? Some um, band that he likes. Some, uh, I guess they're folk artists. I was thinking Mr. Winslow. Cousin, I'm Winslow, like. From the Urkel show? Yeah, like from the Urkel show. Carl Winslow, a.k.a. Die Hard 1. AKA anywhere they need a fact uh, cop. Um, why did you send me a picture? What the hell did you send me, Lunchbox? What I sent you pictures for the show. I've been taking pictures. For what is that running a dog? Is that a monkey riding a dog? Is that the, is that the dog talking monkey? That's awesome. His name's Whiplash. It's Whiplash. Dog riding monkey. Why am I putting this on the map? It's a monkey. Of all of our we, picture of our guests, picture of our returning host. Why not? <laughs> oh, best show notes ever. <laughs> well, uh, coming up is the big, the other big legend, uh, Jimmy Snuka, uh, interview right after this. What's that? He's super fast. He started like eight thirty years. I mean, well, we haven't interviewed him live yet. No, he is waiting on the line for us right now. We can't make him wait. We cannot make Jimmy wait any longer. But he heard that Bird's Eye View was here, and he said, Sure, I'll go a half hour later. Um, what are we listening to before we get to Jimmy, though? Superfly Lunchbox? Okay. I don't um, know. Once again, our second music break brought to you by Black and Gold Snacks and more. Root. 119, 5 Wedding Lane, Mount Pleasant, PA, 15666. Go and get a steak sandwich. Ask for Linda. Tell them Lunchbox sent you. Uh, folks, I've been on a blues kick lately, and I want to uh, share a song I discovered uh, by Boo Davis. Um, goofy name, but a great song. Uh, the name of the song is Tell Me What to Do off of the album Drew Mississippi off of Black and Tan Records. Uh, Boo Boo Davis, Tell Me What to Do. Wrestling Mayhem Show, 187. Follow me now, y'all. Follow me now. 
What's up, guys? This is Sorg here, uh, WrestlingMayhemShow.com, of course. And on the phone, we have uh, the man, the legend, the superfly, Jimmy Snuka. How you doing tonight, man? Thank you very much for having me on your show there, buddy. Well, we appreciate you taking out the time to talk with us uh, very much, sir, uh, out of your busy schedule. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate you guys. 
I, I know here in the area, here around Pittsburgh, we've seen you on a couple of shows in IWC. We've seen you on, on WrestleMania uh, a few months ago. What's your, what have you been up to lately? Well, I do a lot of independent shows uh, every weekend there, but I, you know, just like this one here when I'm coming to Chicago, and, you know, that's what I do mostly every weekend, but uh, we, we we got a few fans that uh, put some questions in for us, if you'd like to answer a couple of them. Um, okay, I'll just give it a try, but I'm... All right, man. Uh, one question, let's let's go down to the beginning. Like, you're, uh, of course, you're... you're you, you come from a, a, a big wrestling family. Everybody knows you're, you're related to The Rock and Rikishi and a lot of others in the wrestling. What, what made you decide to get into the wrestling? Is it because of the, the family being in the business, or, or how did that come up? Well, actually, uh, you know, I was a bodybuilder in Hawaii, and uh, this guy, uh, he, he told me to come and work out at his gym, and his name was Dean Gucci. He was a former Mr. Hawaiian Islands. And uh, so I was training at his gym and, uh, you know, to prepare myself for Mr. Hawaiian Island Contest, you know. Mm-hmm. So the whole thing boils down to that uh, this is where all the brothers from the state, they come down and wrestle in Hawaii for like two weeks. And then they leave Hawaii to go to Japan and wrestle in Japan for a couple of weeks. Then they come back to Hawaii and then wrestle for a couple more weeks and they go back to the mainland, and um, that's how I really got involved in it, and, uh, you know, because of all the professional wrestlers, they wanted me to get into it, like, right away, I said, brothers, uh, you know, give me a, give me a chance, and let me, you know, see if I can win this Mr. Hawaiian Islands, then, uh, then I'll be ready to go, but uh, So, uh, and of course, you know, you've had a long story career. Um, uh, what, one of our fans, uh, Sean Brayfield, uh, writes in, uh, he, he also asks, uh, uh, what is your, uh, favorite match? What, what was your favorite guy to work against? You know, I mean, what was, what was the, the greatest, uh, heated match that you, you know, you just loved when you think back to? Well, I, uh, you know, I love them all. You know, I have great <laughs> matches with everybody. But, uh, you know, Roddy Piper, when he hit me with that coconut, it really set it off, but, uh, I did notice on your website, there's a, there's a, uh, a, uh, Roddy Piper, there's a game to, uh, throw, uh, take out Roddy Piper. <laughs> yeah, he's a character, bro, but, that's right. um, that's where it all started, though, bro. That's right. You know, when he, when he hit me with that coconut, uh, everything exploded. <laughs> Excellent, excellent. So, so you haven't been afraid of coconut since then, have you? I mean, that hasn't uh, affected affected that, have, has it? Well, brother, now that you bring it up, you know, it uh, kind of gives me a little bit of headache, you know, to the <laughs> right, to the left, you know. But definitely. Other than that, it's okay. But I'm, the Superfly is always feeling pretty good. Excellent, excellent. Uh, now, I I remember personally, and so does the Riz that wrote in. That's from up here around Pittsburgh. Um, I, I remember your uh, long story feud with uh, uh, Don Morocco uh, in the in the mid '80s, and of course there's there's the the famous the famous thing where where uh, you were on top of the cage uh, for the first time uh, taking that dive on the Don Morocco. Uh, uh, Riz asked during your, that that cage match, what went through your mind when you were on top in front of all those fans at uh, at Madison Square Garden uh, about to take the dive? Well, but um. You know, it was my uh, first time to, 
you know, dive off the cage match in Madison Square Garden. Um, I know it was on national white TV, but uh, and I just because uh, I already knew that we was gonna have a cage match, so the whole thing was going through my mind was, you know, I used to be a cliff diver, <laughs> you know, but uh, and uh, that's where I got my uh, superfly from is doing you know cliff dives into the uh, you know into the river, you know, and. Uh, when I was so excited about it, um, I mean, it was national-wise, I uh, I loved it, uh, the sound of the people, uh, the crowd, and those that were watching on TV and everything, you know, I just had to take advantage of it because it was on national wide TV. Mm-hmm. But when I climbed to the top of that cage, but I... You know, I just felt this great spirit, you know, that um, everything was going to be lovely and gave them the I love you sign and, you know, thank the fans so very much for, you know, their kind heart and their support and, you know, you always got to, you know, uh, understand and learn that it's always nice to give something to the people that, you know, they don't forget you, but um Excellent. And now, and I've heard reports that, like, I think as many as, like, four wrestlers that that also became big were, were sitting in the audience that night, like Tommy Dreamer, uh, Mick Foley, uh, Bubba Ray Dudley. Uh, how's it feel, you know, just to be an inspiration to those fans from something you did? You know what, but um, I love it. I love it so very much because, you know, I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm like a missionary, just kind of doing my <laughs> missionary work, but I... And for people to watch me do things like that is is teaching them that, uh, you know, it's possible that it could happen, and it could happen to you, you know, if you want to become somebody, professional wrestler, or whatever kind of sports you have to, you know, have a, a very sincere heart about this and be honest to yourself about it, and and the rest of it will come along slowly, you know. And now you call yourself a, a, a missionary. So, so can we call you a missionary from the Church of Superfly then? You bet, brother. <laughs> Sounds good. Excellent. Excellent. Um, yeah, we, have, we have a few more questions here. Oh, well, the dogs are going. <laughs> it's all good, brother. All right. Um, all right. Um, so, uh, of course, I got a question for you. Uh, of course, I remember you from, uh, you know, you were on the first WrestleMania, several of the first few WrestleManias, I, I believe, like, even up to up six, if I recall correctly. And, of course, uh, you came back this year uh, big time at WrestleMania 25 in a match, uh, teaming with Piper and uh, Ricky Steamboat against uh, Chris Jericho. Uh, how how was that, and how does that compare, being at, like, the original WrestleMania to, to how big it is now. Yeah, I mean, how, what, what was the experience, the difference between the two? Well, but um, this one was history again. Mm-hmm. You know, you cannot duplicate that one, you know, because that's totally uh, a different point of view to the whole feeling, you know. It's not the same feeling every time. And to be in there with, you know, these beautiful guys, I mean... But it was a it was a blessing. Um, I mean, to to look at that kind of house and 
you know, listen to the people and when they scream and everything, you know, I mean, but it's, um, it's beyond believable. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the kind of trademark that you always want to, you know, get involved in and, um, you know, do something about it and keep it going, you know? Mm-hmm. Excellent, excellent. Um, so, so who's a bigger thorn in your side? Roddy Piper back in the day or uh, Chris Jericho this past year? Well, you know, I bet I love them all, you know? <laughs> but uh, Jericho and them came later, so... You know, we the old school guys, you know, just, you know, trying to take care of responsibilities and, you know, all these younger kids, they come up later and, and learn, you know, and, uh, you know, but I love it, you know, like I said, you know, we old schools and, you know, we teach the, these younger kids that's coming up, you know, the psychology of our business. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Uh, now, speaking of the kids coming up, of course, uh, we, we recall seeing in the last few years uh, your son, uh, Sam Snuka, also known as Deuce for a while in WWE. Uh, we know uh, he's been out of WWE for a while. Uh, is he is he still wrestling? Are we going to see him around someday? We're, we're definitely looking forward to it and enjoyed his work here around on, on the Mayhem Show. Well, he's doing, uh, you know, he's still working out, doing some independent shows. He's getting ready to go to Japan. Excellent. You know, to go wrestle over there for a little bit, and then uh, when the WWE decide that they want to bring him back, and you know, he'll be back there, brother. Excellent. We're looking forward to it. Uh, might we see a uh, 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 Jimmy Snuka and Jimmy Snuka Jr. Uh, uh, team up here in the future, or or has it no, already? Brother, how did I know you was gonna say that? <laughs> <laughs> Well, you never know, but, uh, you know, we just got to keep playing and, uh, you know, make sure that uh, the fans' dream will come true and so is ours, you know? Excellent. Yes, definitely. Definitely. Well, we're, we'll, we'll still hold out for that one, and we hope it's going to happen somewhere around Pittsburgh here for us. <laughs> well, as long as we keep our prayers going, you know, and talk to the man up there and ask him for strength and help and... Hopefully things will work out right for all of us, brother. Mm-hmm. So, um, that's another question. Do you, do you watch wrestling like today? Are you are you keeping up with what's going on? I know there's so much. It's like it's on every day of the week. But there's a, is there, are, are you keeping up with it? And is there anybody in particular that's sticking out? I watch them all, you know, and mm-hmm. see what's, uh, what's the up and what's going up and what's coming down. And, um, you know, I watch it all the time just to see what they're doing, if it's right or wrong, but mm-hmm. uh, I'm really proud of them, you know, I'm proud of all these kids and, you know, what they're doing and, you know, the promoter Vince McMahon, uh, you know, he's a natural, you know, businessman, got it from his father and I, I love it, brother, and um, I still enjoy all these, you know, programs that's going on and, you know, wrestling and I love it. I, I love it so much. It's still in my heart, brother, and that's why I'm still doing the super fly around, you know? <laughs> Excellent. Um, also, I was reading on your website, uh, it sounds like you're working on a reality show, is that correct? Uh, yes, brother. Now, how's that going? Yeah, it, it, well, it's a challenge, you know. Uh, you know, people call in to challenge me, you know, to things that don't matter what it is, you know. I just want to have fun with the fans and, 
you know, I just let them know that I'm not only wrestling, but I love to do other things, you know, keep myself going and try to stay healthy and, you know, just uh, keep uh, keep the ship applied flying, you know? Excellent. Excellent. Um, and it says on the site that you're going to be working uh, nine to five jobs at places you'd never expect? Ah, uh, it's okay with me, but that's the <laughs> challenge that I love, you know? Excellent. Excellent. So, uh, um, well, uh, of course, coming up uh, uh, Saturday, October 3rd, you're going to be in uh, Clearfield, Pennsylvania, here with the International Wrestling Cartel, uh, IWCWrestling.com, for Clearfield Cataclysm. Uh, now, you're facing a guy from uh, from around here, actually from up in Cleveland, called J-Rock. He's been running his mouth about you uh, back at No Excuses. Um, what, what do you got to say about J-Rock? Uh, what's, what's you, what do you have in store for him? Well, you see, but I'm not that kind of type of man that's worrying about what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. The question is, is that whoever it is better worry to himself because, but I'm just coming in there to have fun. And if you cannot have fun, then we'll find out how it's going to end, you know? <laughs> Excellent. So J Rock, J Rock better watch out, right? Excuse me. Yeah, well, you know what, brother? I'm looking forward to it, you know. And, um, you know, I just want to tell all the wonderful people in Chicago, um, you know, and all around the areas, around the world, whatever is that. I'm coming there to have fun, brother, and enjoy the fans and get to, you know, because I'll be doing autographs and get to meet them and, you know, especially the little kids that love to bring their parents around, and mm-hmm. you know, and I love that, brother. That's my, uh, you know, that's my love for these wonderful people that uh, put you where you at. You know, brother. Excellent, excellent. Uh, well, we won't keep you too long. Uh, is there anything else? Well, what's coming up with Jimmy Snuka? What, what's what's coming up in the future? You want to let the fans know about? Are there any other shows where we're going to see you around? Well, brother, the Superfly is always wrestling every weekend. Uh, wherever the phone calls from, that they want me to come and be raising funds, and you know, uh, that's my that's my love for you know what I do. And I just want to let them know that I love them, and I'm looking forward to be there tomorrow night. And um, you know, let's tune it in and let's get all our. Uh, you know, hot feelings out and go home happy. Excellent. Uh, well, thanks a lot, Jimmy. Of course, uh, you can te- check Jimmy out and what's he's do- what he's doing at uh, jimmysnooka.com. And, of course, that show, iwcwrestling.com in Clearfield, Pennsylvania. Uh, thanks a lot, Jimmy, for being with us. You know what, brother? Thank you very much. Tell them that I'm looking forward to the fans and looking forward to you guys. And uh, God bless and keep up the good work, brother. And thank you for having me on board. All right, a fantastic interview from the legend Jimmy Superfly Snuka. Thank you, Jimmy, for being a part of the Wrestling Mayhem show this week. Uh, we're going to go right into another musical break, my friends. Um, for some of you might know what this is, some of you might not. It's Ska, S-K-A. Uh, this is our third musical break. Once again, by the way, brought to you by the Black and Gold Store, Route 119, 5 Wedding Lane, Mount Pleasant, 15666. Uh, ask for Linda. Tell them Lunchbox sent you. Get the steak sandwich. Hey, 
like a cowboy that's getting ready to walk up and faces what <laughs> like I followed you yeah, you yeah. text where they walk all straddling yeah, and high like, noon k-ch- shooting time k-ch- yeah k-ch- 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 those were the spurs now he's spinning his gun now he's spinning it the other way now he's holstered it and he spit Pating. there's the spitting he's looking at you buckaroo there's the veiled uh, Western threat. <laughs> veiled Western threat. Veiled Western threat. We can do this for the rest of the show. <laughs> can, can I go back to the story I was trying to do? And then he kills a spider monkey! <laughs>
Hi, this is Virginia, former late pit girl, and you're listening to the Wrestling Mayhem Show. It's DJ Lunchbox of the Wrestling Mayhem Crew at WrestlingMayhemShow.com. Yeah, wrestling mayhem show. I have an objection. You have an objection. I've been on this couch for the first time in months, and it's DJ Lunchbox. So That's true, Slor. That's true, Slor. I am DJ Lunchbox. You can hear it without playing my sounder. You should play that for me. I don't think you should. We have not heard about how he lives with his mom. In how long? That's true. I've been eating chocolate squirrels, and Slor's been me. So we've been I'm following your instincts. Still streaking and <laughs> we're gonna go streaking. Men of the Wrestling Mayhem show. There's a lady on the couch, sir. That, that is true. That is true. When I'm working on it. When that happens. <laughs> um, Besides last night. Oh. 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 Whoa. I'm just speculating. Nikki Gambino is no lady. She's a Jezebel. She is a Jezebel sword. What's going on? <laughs> I'm trying to bounce something awesome to play. Oh, oh, crap, man. Man. Don't worry about the uh, You're talking about your turtle balls? Does <laughs> <laughs> it go back up in? <laughs> huh. Mad Mike sent me a link earlier about a movie or something that is going to be shown in select theaters across the country. One of them is going to be the Showcase Cinemas West or some shit. The theater in Robinson. Robinson, yeah. It is a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles flick or short movie or something like that where the 1980s Turtles team up with the current cartoon Turtles in a movie. Like some time flux or whatever. The 1980s Turtles are going to team up to fight, I assume, 1980s Shredder and current Shredder. In some movie that they're showing. So, Human Shredder and uh, I'm a Krang Shredder. It's the second best thing ever. Yeah, it's, <laughs> I'll have to get the link and send it to you at some point. Because I'll have it saved in my archive thing. Or, Mad Mike, when you're listening to us, fucking hit somebody up with the goddamn link. I know you'll be listening to this either later tonight or tomorrow. Let us know what that is if I don't get to it first. <laughs> but yeah, it looked pretty badass. And it... Tickets go on sale tomorrow, I think. And it is like October someday. <laughs> what? October 31st, maybe. October I, it's, someday. It's someday in October that... You that's going to happen. eating pizza on the, <laughs> uh, the side. Me eating my Ninja Pizza over the weekend. That's fine. Oh, see that's sort of Sorry. Me eating my Ninja Pizza. <laughs> <laughs> I caught it, and then I went, Yeah! <laughs> And then everybody else celebrated. <laughs> well, you know it's bad when Liberty. you know it's bad when all three people in the room—they're sitting around in a box of pizza that was just opened. Everybody is kind of like, "Okay, wait, wait, wait," and somebody moment, delivers the line. Moment to reflect, and the whole group just goes. <laughs> <laughs> you know you have a bunch of Ninja Turtle fans. You right? know that you're in the right place. Yeah. <laughs> well, it looks like somebody found the right place for their phone, and uh, we got our voicemail. <laughs> awesome. Um, wow, these transcriptions are ridiculous. <laughs> Whoa, you got some that transcribes voicemails now? Yeah, holy voice, fucking man. shit! So do you use that like when WrestleFan calls in? We can't understand his, his baby back. <laughs> exactly, and that's exactly. Uh, well, one, one. Okay, let's let's. Okay, let's, let's just let's just take the first sentence. This reads: Hey, this is Russell. Sent you down here on the Wrestling Mayhem show. 
Sergatron. What? What's your last? He's like an NFL referee. He doesn't see it anyway. <laughs> oh, I'm calling a timeout. What? Did anybody see the pictures of the wrestle fan action figure over the weekend? <laughs> what? <laughs> the wrestle fan action figure. No. If you look at Mayhem Missy's Twitter, uh, my Twitter page. I don't. Hold on. If I how do I get phone, to your Twitpics? Go to her profile and just scroll through the updates. She doesn't have many. Well, I have all ten things I learned in New York. Yeah, you should go over those (laughs) at some point, maybe. Because I learned a lot. Oh, that's right. You're locked. Here it is. Hey, well, here it is. This is my WrestleMania action figure I was playing with. Oh, that's awesome. I'm putting that in the chat room. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thank you, WrestleMania. Your WrestleMania voicemail. That's the wrong. That's the wrong mouse. That's that's. I thought you said his name was Russell. Uh, is, is this Russell? Apparently Russell. Uh, the way he says Russell fan. <laughs> Russell fan. Translates to Russell. So this is Russell Fandino. This is Russell Fandino. Or voice now? It should be. It should be loading right now. All right. This is beta. It's okay. <laughs> it's Google, so it's always beta. Why oh, is that a Google Voice thing? I'm gonna call and I'm gonna talk really fast. I'm gonna, let's see how fast I can talk before and see how much it picks up. <laughs> if you want, say random stuff. Hey, this is Wrestle Fans. You've got here on the Wrestling Mayhem Show. Um, just real quick, I want to say hi to the return of Doc Remedy and Mayhem Missy. But um, just wanted to point out to you, um, Mayhem Missy, will you stay here now? I know you haven't been here for a while. But um, they're standing right where Jimmy V ripped his dick out. Sorry. Bye. What's wrong with that? <laughs> True story. True story. Just Flexor, too. Just Flexor, too. Oh, I like it. Remedy's used to that anyway. Well, I'm glad he filled us in on that one. Uh, and if you want to you leave a voicemail, you can, again, send that to uh, our... No, 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 no. That, that's not... <laughs> I tried to get it. No, 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 no. I was no, so excited to say it again, and I ruined it. It's uh, 412-206-WMS0. Put it in your phone. So if you're at a wrestling show, you're like, I need to call. Hold on. Put it in your phone. Oh, you. Put it in your phone right now. I don't know. You got it. Say it again. That's a 412. 412. That's local if you're in the Pittsburgh area. 206. 206. WMS. WMS. 967. Zero. Sounds right. Okay. Zero. Zero. Gotcha. And you call in any time, every time. I'll work, I'll work, I'll work. <laughs> classify it. <laughs> classify it as a so work it's number? It's a business. It's a shoot. <laughs> it's a shoot number. Uh, so anyways, there's lots of news this week. There is? Including, oh, I got about three pages of news. Including The Rock makes a wrestling appearance. Yeah, he's supposed to be at the 10th anniversary of Smash. He's supposed to be. No, there's that. And there's also a YouTube video up of him at uh, office, his uncle office, uh, fed oh, in Pennsylvania. Yeah, the low, he went to an indie thing. WXW. Yeah. Not Women's Extreme Wrestling. I was disappointed. <laughs> that's a different WXW altogether. So, um, but yeah, that's up there on the uh, on the delicious account. Um, Dutch Mantel has a blog. For those interested, um, this is nobody. What's happening? This is nobody. I don't know. It sounds interesting. Um, taking, was it? He, he, 
it, just just go read it. Just go read it. <laughs> it's it's going to be interesting. Um, How's Norm's blog been doing? Norm's, blog Norm's blog, he's, he hasn't been real persistent lately, but I understand he's okay. been busy. I mean, well, we you know. I so uh, it's he posted maybe like a week ago. Okay. But I'm enjoying this. Are you, you liking yeah. that? Oh yeah. I'm learning a lot about uh, early uh, 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 Norm and Zoltan mm-hmm. team ups <laughs> and everything he's done wrong in the business. <laughs> <laughs> Like everybody, I pissed off in the business. What we're uh-huh. gonna tell you about it. It's, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. Good. Pretty cool. Um, Lisa Marie Veron says she's the next Brock Lesnar. She's gonna get a sword tattooed on her chest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she was uh, over on DemonDirt.com. Uh, there were some quotes over by her. I'll pull them right up here. Um, and of course, oh, no, Victoria. Victoria, Victoria, Tara in in TNA, of course. Uh, She says, I'm not going to be in there half ready. I'm going to make a statement. I know I'm going to be representing Brock Lesnar, Bobby Lashley, but I feel like I am the next Brock Lesnar. He has ridiculous strength, and so do I. So there you go. I thought uh, thought, uh, Papuga would be interested to hear that one. Mm -hmm. So... uh, And moving on. Uh, Chris Jericho calls for change in WWE. Uh, comments on his own contractual status. Uh, he was. He, there's been a couple of uh, instances of him in the in the press, uh, kind of shooting down uh, stuff going on in WWE very publicly. Can you do that? <laughs> apparently, that apparently, that when you're, apparently, when you're Chris fucking Jericho, you can. This is true. Um, Chris, <laughs> he says. Uh, 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 WWE needs to shake things up by creating new stars, which I think everybody, everybody has said. Everybody that, yeah. Uh, creating new talent, yeah, creating new stars, Jericho said, that's the most uh, important thing for any of the brands to do. They have to keep the wheels turning. They can't just base it on the same guys year in and year out. That's how business fails. That's how WCW failed. Oh! And that's, oh. And that's how TNA is going to fail. Oh! Uh, my contract is uh, for another year. We'll see what happens after that, he said. Uh, I feel great, though. I've still uh, never been injured, knock on wood. And honestly believe that uh, the work I'm doing now is the best that I've done in my whole career. Uh, so I could pretty well continue going probably as long as I wanted to right now. So that's good, you know, as opposed to Patricia. Um, he's he's uh, pretty injury-free. I mean, he's the only guy who's been like, you know what? I'm going to leave for a couple years and, A, not get arrested, mm-hmm. uh, not, not end up not in some other scandal. the company after yeah. he left. Yeah, exactly. And just... just Wrote a book, put it on an album, show up on G4 a few times and destroy some shit, and came back. And DMV. And it is, like, the best heel we've seen in ages. You know, I really like him and the Big Show wrestle, because I love Big Show's punches from nowhere that yeah. leads to the code breaker. <laughs> My favorite one was at SummerSlam, yeah. whenever JTG was, like, by the ropes, and you see Big Show come lumbering down, like, two or three, <laughs> and just hold off and blast JTG in the face, mm-hmm. and then... Chris, Met, or Chris Jericho did paint him. I was like, that was awesome. And uh, also reporting Pro Wrestling Donet, Jim Ross uh, may, provides an update on uh, Jeff Hardy's reality television show. There hasn't been much news on Hardy. They've been keeping pr- pretty down low. He's like, shut down his eyes like 30 days to whatever the hell it was. Jeff, Jeff Hardy's preliminary hearing is tomorrow on charges oh. of felony trafficking and opium, two counts of felony possession with intent to sell or deliver a Schedule 3 controlled substance. Felony maintaining a dwelling 
felony maintaining a dwelling to keep controlled substance, felony possession of cocaine, and misdemeanor possession of drug paraphernalia. He's that fucked. is all the news. He is fucked. <laughs> he is Charlie Fox Trap. He's just not fucked. He's cluster fucked. Sorry, I'm trying to delete something. This keyboard backspace doesn't work. Maybe it's very This um, this pee peewee. I think it's peewees. Yeah, he left us at my house one time. So yeah. What's that? I said not, not peewee Herman. Herman. Not peewee Herman. No, no, no. Uh, he's he's been on a few early episodes. A classic mayhem. We we posted another one last week. True. Yes. Um, or maybe it was the week before. I can't remember. What other news, sir? News! Of course, we mentioned The Rock is going to be on uh, on SmackDown. And you said it's going to be a, a pre-tape segment? See. Okay. Uh, I, don't, I didn't say that. It's better than nothing. Yeah. yeah. Who was saying it? Somebody was saying Somebody that. was saying how it would be really an injustice if he wasn't on. Yeah. Because he, was, he created SmackDown. He like, was the SmackDown oh, namesake. It does yeah. say the, uh, WWE sent a film crew to Johnson's home and taped a promo that will air on Friday's show. They've done that before, though. The last time we saw him, I think it was one of those, right? Yeah, I, I think it was, it was for the title belts and shit. Were in the right. Room. Yeah, uh-huh. I think it was for a Raw anniversary, wasn't it? I think so. I think some, some one of their milestones. Yeah. Um, speaking of film people going somewhere and a crew and something, did Yin's all see our Twitter updates from Friday? <laughs> people going somewhere on a <laughs> crew. Which, which Twitter updates, sir? <laughs> we were uh, our flight to NYC. We shared. With uh, the Daily Show's John Oliver. It's fucking awesome. Oh, he was on his way back. Yeah. He was on his way back. <laughs> yeah. I've seen the pictures from him at the G20. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, was, I didn't get to see like the show to see any of the. I presume it was last night. Things that he. But they don't yeah. always they always play those right away. Like a lot of times, they'll kind of leave them uh, in the can in case something yeah. happens. That's true. When Mad Mike was on, it was like a month later that they showed him on there. Yeah, that's true. Oh, okay. So yeah, but John Oliver was on our plane because. Mm-hmm. You said totally. you had noticed him I first. I noticed him. I was like, that looks like that guy. And I then, like, I was right there. now, so I didn't say anything. You should have been like, it's that guy from Community. <laughs> and I was sitting there, and I happened to look up, and I'm like, that guy looks familiar. I looked at her, I was like, does that look like one of the guys from the <laughs> Daily Show or Colbert Report or something? She was like, yeah, I was saying the same thing. And then we're sitting there, uh, we're like, we got on the plane and everything, and, um, heard some guy. So you come walking by, and the guy was like, put, the guy behind us had put a shot. He's like, John Oliver. He was like, yep. The British accent's fake, by the way. Um, <laughs> Keyfabe breaker. Keyfabe breaker. So, but he was like, yeah. Community's done for me. <laughs> he was like, yeah. And he was like, oh, he's like, my sister is a really big fan. Can I get your autograph? And I'm like, you pussy. Just say that you want his autograph. <laughs> but yeah, so sorry to do that. But yeah, I meant... Because him and his producer or cameraman or something was getting on the flight with him. And that's uh-huh. where I got, like, cameraman went somewhere kind of thing. That was my segue. Continue. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. <laughs> Proceed. Come in, good sir. Take whatever you may like. What? <laughs> hey, remember Ashley Massaro? No. She, she's posing a Playboy again. She's posing in Playboy again. She'll probably get hurt doing it. <laughs> <laughs> well, the funny thing, I saw somebody like break an arm or <laughs> somebody <laughs> post. It was like pop an implant. <laughs> no, hurt? that was Mickey. Yeah, and, uh, Mickey pop an implant. Yeah, but um, apparently I saw somebody comment on it that her first Playboy issue didn't sell all too well when she was with WWE. Actually, that was her second really? Playboy. Oh well, yeah, but her first one as Ashley Masaru. Yeah. With WWE really didn't sell as well as they had hoped, 
So they're like, how the hell is this one going to sell when she doesn't even have that? Well, I imagine she's there. not going to be a feature in it. I can't imagine her being a feature being in like it. Being like on the cover. I mean, yeah, even, the TNA, the, even the TNA pose uh, ended up online. Well, that's because of Farrah Fawcett. Oh, well, there you go. I had read about that, that the, it, the issue she was supposed to be in, they turned around and made like an all Farrah Fawcett or like a tribute to Michael Jackson. Okay, so she, like, so she got bumped. Yeah, she got bumped because this is the year of celebrity death. True. Hey, she's got to do something to pay for her skanky, you know, armpit to twat tattoos. <laughs> Wait, oh, actually, yeah, I thought you meant Tracy. And no. I was like, she doesn't have... She does not have an armpit to twat tattoo. I'm so an Ashley fan. I'm, that is fun to say. Armpit to twat tattoo. That is alliteration and offensive. Now somebody's going to go get that. <laughs> They're going to get the word look, look at what you've done yeah. from their armpit that's twat. Poor Russell fan's going to walk into a, a Russell parlor. Fan. I'm going to call him Russell from now on. Russell fan. <laughs> Russell fan. Russell fan. Russell. Russell. Oh, man. Uh, speaking of, we have another voicemail. We do. People wow. are digging on this line. Yeah, All right, let's see. Uh, it's more convenient than the snap line. It is. It's definitely way more convenient. Um, all right, let's. This is a, a quick thirty seconds, so uh, we'll see what this is about here. A moment. Yeah. Uh, this is from the four one two. This is the fun part. If somebody's a jackass, we can call your ass back. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. It's Doc Remley, and I am scaling up to do the voice line. So, how does it feel, Google Voice? How do you feel to be helped up by Doc Remedy? You want some more? You want some more? Oh, I think you want some more. You've been a dirty Google Voice. <laughs> yes, you have. It's Yeah! Spectacular. <laughs> well, how did you do that? When you went to the bathroom. <laughs> I, was gonna, I was just about to say, I was hoping the toilet flush was at the end of the message. <laughs> you <laughs> I didn't hear the toilet flush. <laughs> that would have been awesome. Alright. Um, <laughs> do you have a chat room anymore? What? Yeah, yeah, you have a chat room? Yeah, it's, it's a fucking awesome chat room for you streams. Dude, hey, hey, I'm sorry. The jungles. I come on, I call last time. I told you we don't have much technology in the jungles. Damn it! Look at look at this look at this board. I have an, I have the audio feed. I can adjust the video and audio quality. We have a volume lever right there. That's probably why people have been complaining. Answer me questions, chat. Ask me questions, chat room. Or then we're going to chat. I gotta read it over Sorg's shoulder. <laughs> Doc Remedy is cheating on Missy with the Google ch- looks like. <laughs> it's only a one-time thing. I think so- <laughs> wait, wait, I think somebody's starting a, uh, uh, a chant because it's a clap, 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 clap. <laughs> what was the chant? I don't know. Oh, that was awesome. There we go. Oh, okay. uh, you oh what did you think of Kenny Omega at the ROA show from, from WrestleFan? He was actually really good. He had a... He wrestled Claudio. That was actually a really good match. Hey... Hey. Claudio's European Claudio. uppercuts are awesome. Yes, I've been enjoying Claudio's blog. It, like he his re- blog is the shit. He does a road trip blog like everywhere he goes, mm-hmm. and he loves sheets. He yeah. does. He's also excellent to follow on Twitter. Yes, yes, yes. He is. Well, we'll get to those Twitters later. Delirious <laughs> is funny. To, is great to follow on Twitter, Twitter too. His <laughs> is normally just random numbers, letters, and everything, and then a link. <laughs> yep. Oh, gotta find him now. <laughs> um. We'll, we'll get to that in a little bit. Um, uh, no, 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 Wait, what is this? I'm going to derail your news. What, what's for, going on? For a little MMA news. 
since we had no MMA this week, just two quick news-related items. My name is the sword. Sword, you can turn around and hit him. I won't tell anybody. It's true. <laughs> do it. Do it. How's Kimbo doing? Kimbo, Kimbo's doing all this. Did you see him on Fallon? On Jimmy Fallon? No, not yet. Oh, it's, it, uh, it's four slices uh, breakaway furniture. <laughs> it's him and his brother. I don't know if it's real uh, brother, obviously, but... Uh, oh, is it like a brother brother? Is it like brother brother? I don't know, but including him, there's two black guys and two white dudes, including Jimmy Fallon and the announcer. So, well, his, his first fight uh, on The Ultimate Fighter is coming up. Uh, I believe it's this week, or it may have already happened. I'm not entirely sure. Um, against Roy Nelson, and it's getting a lot of press, more than any other press I've seen on a, just a preliminary Ultimate Fighter fight. So, uh, he seems to be doing well. He's well-liked in the house, and, uh, yeah... And so I heard that Rampage like picked it right off the bat. He's oh, just yeah. like, I want Kimbo. We black stick together. <laughs> you really that wouldn't surprise No, but I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> Rampage is going to be B.A. Nope. Barakas in the AT yeah. movie? Yeah, I heard about yeah, that. Yeah. We, were, we were talking about that last week. Did you, did you list everybody who's going to be in it? No. Liam Neeson is going to be Hannibal. Oh. Bradley Cooper is going to be Face. Who's Bradley Cooper from The Hangover and stuff like that. He yeah. was in a few episodes of Nip Talk last season. And I think, I'm not totally sure, I haven't looked it up yet, but the guy playing Howling Mad Murdoch is the lead guy from District 9. Oh. Yeah, he was good in District 9. He was great in District 9. Yeah. But yeah, sorry. A little bit of 18 news out there. I'm excited for the 18, so. Mm -hmm. Back to the news! (laughs) Batista's a dick! Or not, that's cool. Okay, Batista's dead. Batista's the MMA news. We're just learning that. That was the MMA news about the fight. There was one more. There was one more. What? Oh, sorry. He said two. Chuck Liddell is... keep them in suspense. Chuck Chuck Liddell is doing very well on Dancing with the Stars. Everybody seems to like, look, this is news. But apparently Dancing with the Stars isn't doing that well. Chuck Liddell is a lead, that's true. But um, what he's doing... they had like a freaking three-hour premiere night. No, they had a three-night premiere. Premiere an hour. Ridiculous. You're American Idol now? Dancing with the Stars is awesome because not only does it have Chuck Liddell, it also has the fucking chairman from Iron Chef America. And Aaron Carter. (laughs) The chairman? Wait, who is the chairman? The chairman is the, the one. Asian guy who backs up. He was Jimmy in the live-action Double Dragon movie. That's oh, great. Yeah. No way. Yeah, what? Yeah. No way. I love it. Yep. That is all my MMA news. I did not know. I, I may have to start watching Dancing with the Stars now. It's not like every night some show finds it. It is. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's all like Dancing with the Like, whenever I found out Kino had that martial arts show mm-hmm. a few years ago, that was badass. You, he's... Rip the motherfucker now. He's like, no, look at me. I know much about the rip your throat out. Ah! <laughs> Why is Batista a dick, Sork? Because, uh, <laughs> because Shelly Martinez says so. Uh, oh, she's a pot smoking hoe. Moving on. Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. Her tits are fake. Well, probably. You can't. Oh, they they come up to her. They cover her face. Of course <laughs> <they> <laughs> She was actually quoted somewhere. To, it was actually in her blog on her MySpace thing. Whenever I'll steal her friend, like back Who in the day. Who the fuck stole her MySpace? Yeah, I'm right. She, well, she's still all about her MySpace page, and she still updates it regularly. Really? One of the things she said and, was uh, like, yes, my boobs are fake. And because she like has big boobs, but then she got surgery on because they kind of saggy before. So you got surgery on them to make them look like they were in a bra at all times. So that's why they kind of look weird now. Whoa. Huh. Um, she, uh, but there's an interview on Diva Dirt. Uh, that was pretty decent. Uh, talk about her coming up with Melina and everything, and uh, her her confrontation with Batista. Wow, 
And basically, she went ahead. Yes. What's that? He sexually assaulted Melina at one point. Yeah. 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 Um, so he had that lawsuit, that. but then there was a draft or something, so then it just all just, no, but he's got hurt. So then it all just disappeared and they never mentioned it again. Um, so she came up with Melina? Yeah. I wonder if she ever went down with her. Oh! <laughs> I don't know, there were some interesting statements about her and and, and Melina and, uh, and uh, Beth Phoenix that I was like, ooh, that could be taken interestingly. Uh, but go check that out, Diva Third. It's about an hour and a half every week. Eating a blogger at NBC Sports website takes a shot at Ben Roethlisberger and professional wrestling. Yeah, everybody yeah, join the club. The quote is, uh, actually it's fitting that Roethlisberger would get the nod given the embellishing injuries uh, is one of the standard job requirements for wrestlers. Yeah. yeah. But uh, it's not Ben Roethlisberger we've lost these past two games either. So they just need to go pound salt. If Jeffrey could get, get, if Jeffrey wouldn't have shanked by two field goals, oh, he yeah. wouldn't have dropped. Well, you can blame Chicago time. on that. Sweet, sweet son. Come oh, on. I want to congratulate you on winning this week because you're against me. Doesn't matter what I do, you're going to win. Why? Fantasy football? Yeah, not necessarily. If Drew Brees sucks it up like he did last week. Are you kidding me? Have you seen my record? <laughs> Are you 0 3 now? I'm 0 3. Nice. So I, only, I, I congratulate you on your bye. I'm one and two. I lost my first week, beat Chad, and then lost to Mad Mike. Chad just uh, threw me down. Yeah, he, did. he was so excited. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, but so I had two injuries. <laughs> I, you, what did I have? What did I have? This is so dirty. <laughs> <laughs> you put on your hair. Chad threw you down. He was excited, and now you have two injuries. <laughs> That's what you get when you catch a spear. <laughs> He, uh, no, you, you check Sunday morning to make sure nobody's hurt. That's what I learned this week. That's what I got screwed over with somebody like that in my money. I got murdered by Cynthia Koloski. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. In the Yins League? Yeah. I got murdered. She had like 133. I had 53. Because <laughs> Drew Brees like, was like, I decided I'm not going to play football this well, week. Well, the interesting part, you know, since we're on the fantasy thing, uh, WrestleFan has been included in the biggest fantasy blowout three weeks in a row in some manner. What do you mean? He's, he's been, well, first I, I blew him out the first week, and then he's just destroyed who he's faced the last two weeks. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. So what's going to do, blow <laughs> First Chad, not WrestleFan. He's a minor. <laughs> <laughs> He's a minor. Two minutes in the box, Sorg. <laughs> that's why. That's what got everybody in trouble in the first place. <laughs> Interference. <laughs> Two minutes in the box. You got a minor. All right. Just holding. <laughs> Tripping. Moving on! Moving on! I heard there's some poking involved. <laughs> uh, uh, Lunchbox, I think this was your favorite gimmick of all time out of local wrestlers. Mayor Mystery popped up on my radar this week. Mayor Mystery? No, Dan Sandwich is my favorite. Dan Sandwich? Who is Mayor Mystery? Uh, was he the mask guy? The mask guy with the mustache? Yeah, he's so cool. <laughs> he, got his, he popped up on uh, something I posted about Larry Sweeney in the last couple of months. Mm-hmm. And apparently he said, he said, and I quote, uh, do you know who Larry Sweeney's manager was with, in his first ever singles match? Yes, Mayor Mystery. Therefore, 
I take full credit for all the success since that time. <laughs> well, true, Larry is an unbelievable talent who could be a star anywhere he chooses to wrestle. But still, I say I have something to do with it. Uh, first, Mayor Mystery has a Facebook. I couldn't get over that. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be a friend. We start a fucking Mayor Mystery fan page. We should. We should. <laughs> You're definitely fans of the Mayor Mystery. And in other uh, interesting uh, wrestlers on, on social media, um, uh, Stevie Richards <laughs> has a tech show that uh, that oh, I yeah, stumbled upon on Friday night. It's like 10 o'clock at night, and I'm fucking driving, making deliveries. I get a text from WrestleFan. <laughs> Dude, Stevie Richards is on Ustream <laughs> doing a tech show. I was, bull- I was bullshitting with him about iPhones and Palm Prees. In the chat room, no, no shit, and he almost caught his computer on fire. Excellent. He's supposed to be doing a tech show, so we should know all about that. But he almost caught his computer on fire. Well, he was he was showing something off and, and knocked over his Taco Bell cup, and you saw him run around. And <laughs> well, fuck the soulless palm tree girl. <laughs> so uh, go check it out. It's called a, it's called the T Four Show on UStream. There's a link over in the Delicious account. T Four. What's that stand for? T4. I don't know. Tech, 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 tech. Tech for you. Um, in other Twitter news, uh, Chavo Guerrero apologizes for writing that he felt that he was responding to retards on his Twitter page. Ooh. That was funny. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. His response is... Um, yeah, the original okay, okay, so I have a temper. I'm a Latino, remember? Uh, LOL. I see that a lot of you have tempers too. At least I'm not alone. If I offended anyone last night, sorry. I'd kiss you all if I could. Do you have the original tweet from him? Uh, no. Why he called them retards? No, why was that? Uh, because basically people were, like, shitting on him because he's working the whole program with Hornswoggle. Yeah. And he was like, it's entertainment, people. He's like, I don't get pissed off that these are the angles I wear. He's like, I love working with all these guest hosts and everything I get to do. Yeah, yeah. He's like, Everybody keep bitching. He's like, it's like I'm talking to a bunch of retards or something. It was something along yeah. those lines was the reason he said it. Because everybody just keeps bitching about how he's a much more talented wrestler and he shouldn't be wasted on stuff like this. And he's like, you know, he admitted blatantly that like, he's like, WWE's entertainment. It's not about wrestling. And he's like, I'm thrilled to work with all these guest hosts and run the angle. He's loved, he loved, based on that tweet, he loves the angle. It's like, it's like, uh, the line, the extended line. <laughs> same thing came up a while ago with, uh, Samoa Joe. He was talking, uh, on his MySpace page, and he's like, you know, people always ask me if, uh, if I should go somewhere else, like McDowell or something, because I'm not happy where I'm at. I was like, I'm getting paid. I'm okay. <laughs> yeah. Like, he just straight is like, I'm being paid. I'm good. Yeah. I just wish TNA wasn't becoming NWO red black versus NWO white black. Yeah. Because yeah, that's what it's becoming. It's like main event mafia versus world elite. So it's like heel stable versus heel stable now. Okay, NWO. Thanks, Vince Russo and douchebag who is also on the creative. Ed Ferreira. Ed Ferreira. Oklahoma. Remember him? He was the uh, JR knockoff when they were doing that. Yeah, and that's yeah. what. Barbecue sauce. Barbecue Jim Cornette hates Ed Ferreira because apparently. Jim Cornette is really good friends with Jr. and he mm-hmm. was deeply offended whenever he did that because he made fun of the Charles Palsy thing. It was really shitty that they got like Doctor Death to do that because he he is a friend of Jr.'s. Yeah, yeah. So well, that's what Jr. He keeps uh, putting his hats up for that whole Doctor Death auction thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like if you bid on it, it goes. To the yeah, and I think uh, I think there's uh, actually they had Don Marie on um, on um, between the ropes uh, last week. I think talking about that. No. 
What? Plug another wrestling podcast on our show. <laughs> they're a, first of all, they're a terrestrial radio show. And that was uh, I, I was listening to them before I was doing this show. We're in outer space. <laughs> they're terrestrial. We are an extra terrestrial podcast. <laughs> that's a extra and extraordinary. Exactly. <laughs> oh, the, the, the charity. The charity they're talking about is uh, wrestlersrescue.org. Yeah. Thank you. An excellent charity. Because yeah. I know Samoa Joe submitted stuff for it. A lot of wrestlers have. Terry Reynolds, yeah. yeah. Yep. Oh, is it my turn? Sure. What were you okay. going to say? I was going to um, make a comment about Ring of Honor. Go ahead. Sure. Well, I was just going to say, you talking about like Cornette and other things make me think of the show. And, um, I just want to say I really like Danielson's like going away speech and everything, and how he even like got back on the mic a second time to be like, you know, I just if all of you you know do me this favor, keep supporting Ring of Honor, no matter where I go, no matter what I do, keep supporting Ring of Honor. I thought that was really cool. And then we all sang Final Countdown. Yeah, then we sang Final Countdown. And really, in, in other news, uh, I'm pretty sure I could beat up uh, uh, Lillian Garcia's new husband. Okay. Have you seen the picture? No. No. Okay. Um, she had a Twitter in her picture the other day. Yeah, I can't find it. So we'll move on. Um, uh, also at the ROH show, we saw Petey Williams hit Austin Aries with a top rope Canadian destroyer. Nice. It was pretty amazing. Yeah, it was pretty fucking crazy. He, he first hit him with a Canadian destroyer that looked... Very much like oh. a Chad the Shed on Doc Remedy Canadian Destroyer. <laughs> it was kind of slow. Yeah. It went all the way. But then he he pretty much painted him for it. off the top rope. Has anybody seen the Ric Flair uh, lottery game commercial? No, no, I have not. I've heard different things about it, but I've yet to see it. I would load it, but uh, this doesn't seem to be working out over here. Um, it's it's over there. It's 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 interesting. Um, can't bring it up. Uh, moving on, uh, we also have, have some uh, uh, links for Lauren C. Mayhew, who is, is supposed Friday Night SmackDown ring announcer now. Is she? Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. They're going to put her on SmackDown and move the more experienced announcer to Raw. And Justin Roberts is on Raw. I uh, okay. necessarily. It's either going to so. be Chimmel. Well, Justin Roberts Chimmel was on this week. He's might still be around. I had heard rumors that Finkel would do it until they found a replacement. Yeah. But but I did read that I think she's going to do SmackDown since it's, you know, taped and she's new. And See, she's another musician. Uh, I think she's right. t- 22. Because they, they say that she'll probably sing and stuff, too. Okay. Yeah, that's, that was the one. That was, they were looking for that. That was part of their, the like, requirement is to have somebody that would be able to sing the national anthem. Like We have a uh, theatrical reel here on her site that's linked to a delicious account. Um... A movie called Frat Party. That sounds like a real winner. That looks like that looks real sexy. I think these. Uh, I I think I've seen this on at three in the morning on Cinemax. Huh? So is there nudity? Is that Skinemax time? Let's see. Oh, there's an episode of CSI. That looks like SoCal Val. Did you see this? <laughs> oh, I got your attention. Okay, no, you're not. Maybe I kind of see it. Um, little bit, little bit local radio news, since we're like to plug other radio stations. <laughs> um, Tim Benz on the X. His cousin, Julie Benz, is going to be in the new Boondock Saints movie. Yes, and I, I didn't know. I've watched like three seasons of Dexter. I didn't know that's who that was. Yeah. So, 
Uh, yeah, she's going to be playing uh, Detective Smecker's protege. Protege. It was Willem Dafoe in the first movie. Yep. It was a shame he couldn't come back, but uh, she's from the way the trailer seems, the Red Band trailer's out, it is phenomenal. I haven't seen the Red Band trailer yet. Oh, it's great. From what it seems, she's going to have the same like kind of ability Willem Dafoe did, mm-hmm. where she like can envision the crime scene. Because at the one thing, there's these two guys, and they're just, like, standing so close to each other, and they're shooting, and she walks like between them, like pushing their arms away with like headphones in and stuff. So she's going to have like the same... Like, Fucking awesome. Fucking awesome. I'm just saying, I'm sure. We're going to see it. I'm going to see it. All right. All right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. Um, moving on. Moving on. Everybody starts singing the principles. I was going to run up to the sun. Move along. I just sang that song. Somebody sang that song. I don't remember. It's been speculated that comedian Dennis Miller... Oh, actually, no. He announced on his radio show uh, last Wednesday that he will be hosting an upcoming WWE Raw show. Interesting. I consider that information dubious. Agreed. Because uh, I was famous right now, I would just say that I'm going to be on Raw. Even if it wasn't at all, I just start telling people, yeah, I'm going to be hosting Raw in a few weeks. Glenn Howard, kind of always sunny, also said that they were going to be hosting Raw, and I've yet to see that. That's true. They yeah, there was talks because <laughs> you see the pictures. Chad posted pictures of them in their outfits during that. Have you heard about that? Uh, of why they were supposedly going to? No, the Sunny Cast is. I gonna figured be? they were hosting just because of the new season. No, there's, an episode there's a episode. wrestling episode that's going to happen in Always Sunny, and Roddy Piper's on it. Is going to be on it, and they form. Because they want to put on a charity show for the troops because they want, like, publicity. And they figure, like, what better way than a charity show for the troops? And so they're like, well, how can we do this? And they're like, wrestling shows. They put on troop charity shows all the time. So they put on a wrestling charity show. They get, like, Roddy Piper in. And they create a tag team of the three main male leads, and they're called the Birds of War. (laughs) That's the best goddamn thing I've ever seen. Oh, it's better. They have camouflage pants on. And then they have spray paint, like spray painted on abs, <laughs> and then they have wings that are strapped to their arms that come to a chicken head or something that's on their heads. Has, has this episode already come up? Not yet. No, no. It's, it's sometime in the season, and that's that was one of the reasons they're in talks to do it. Like the whole cast is going to guess those. If it's on my Facebook page, awesome. yeah, that would be great. And the pictures are just hilarious. Yeah, they're tag team called the Birds of War, and they have their own entrance music or something for it. It's like Birds of War <laughs> or something. Oh, I can't wait for it. But yeah, that was a re- reason they were supposed to be in talks to host. I don't know whatever came up. With oh, I hope that comes through. The GM thing. I mean, it's been really hit and miss lately. Um, Sharpton. How was how was last night? I, I guess at the beginning. I, I got to see a clip later, but apparently he got booed so he came bad. Out the first out half and he was booed so bad. Yeah. He's, He's like out there talking about education. He's doing an education tour, I think it is. And that's okay. what it is. It was funny because they were showing the commercials for it. Yeah. There was a, there was like a political style commercial that was running, oh. but it used the WWE announcer. Yeah. The typical announcer that like does the pay-per-views yeah. and like the voiceovers for that. He was doing the voiceover for this commercial, and... I mean, it's pretty good. It's all for like uh, education reform. I mean, he, he's he's a big guy as far as civil rights and everything. Like, I mean, the, the, right. ever since uh, you know uh, um, uh, Martin Luther King and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, now, 
if I recall, wasn't he involved in a lot of scandal too? Yeah, because he uh, the big thing is like he's racist. Like he's racist against white people. Yeah, was the big thing, and that's probably why he got moved. Okay, okay. Because um, I mean, it's I not, think, I'm pretty sure that's what it is. You can't quote me on that because unfortunately, I'm not in it. I think that's what a lot of people remember. Because mm-hmm. I, I like that's all, I'm like, oh, that's the guy who had a, some scandal or something a few years ago. Mm-hmm. That's all I can think about. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, it, it was so it was pretty funny. I thought it was really weird because they opened the show with a VIP lounge mm-hmm. with MVP and Mark Henry. And then they were going to introduce Al Sharpton. And I was like, well, way to be <laughs> racial yourself, guys. Uh-huh. That's cool. But, like, right before MVP was about to announce him, Chris Jericho and Big Show come up. And then it was really weird because it was like, and then Jericho and MVP are on the mics. And it was like Jericho and MVP are fighting over, like, whether Al Sharpton was going to be heel or face. Because... MVP was talking him up as like a good guy and was like blah 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 he's like or maybe because he's like and then Jericho's talking him up like he's a strong willed civil rights leader and blah 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 like mm-hmm. trying to get favorites I'm like who who is supposed to be I, I don't understand what's going on here they're like blending the lines and then MVP's like you're a special guest host tonight and he's gonna say it and Chris Jericho's like Reverend Al Sharpton because <laughs> they're like fighting over who's yeah, going to introduce yeah. him. And it's so like, awkward. Yeah, Jericho's just like Reverend Al Sharpton. And, and, like, and that didn't help that Jericho was putting over Al Sharpton. Yeah, that was so, really so you're like, so you're on a boo whatever he says, and you agree the opposite. Yeah, it was just, it was really weird that it was like a tug of war on whether Reverend Al was going to be healer face. So I just thought that was awkward. But uh, Santino calling him Don King was pretty funny. Because <laughs> he came out and he's like, oh. You, you, you are that very famous boxing promoter. <laughs> and he was like, well, he's like, what the hell? And he's like, no. And he's like, oh, and I, he, he said he was someone else too, but I can't remember. But it was pretty funny. I like how you're making him sound Japanese, by the way. Sorry. <laughs> I work with Japanese people, and I just remember a Japanese story I heard today that was it has to do with a Jap- Japanese co-worker and a homeless man and a strip club. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. <laughs> so, uh, we have a new feature. Uh, <laughs> trying to move on. Uh, we have a new feature. New feature. Uh, new feature. Cool. It's, uh, it's, as Riz has put it, it's our very own Twitter tracker. <laughs> Thank you. You can check it out at... Uh, Twitter.com slash what wrestlers say, and that's WUT for what because we ran out of wor- letters in the uh, in the username. Goddamn twenty <laughs> character limits. That's right. It was a little. It was a little rough. Um, I mean, uh, and, and it's it's educational. Uh, we you know we've been going through there, and, uh, and, and and first of all, if you want to follow anybody wrestling on Twitter, we have a list of ninety-seven of them on this page. So. They're all legit. For, that I can tell, they're all legit. Like we're talking, like they're from other wrestlers that we know are legit. Yeah. yeah. So um, I, I follow so many. Of them. If you want to want, you know, if you want to follow wrestlers like, and it's independence and like uh, Delirious is in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you were looking for it before Lunchbox. Uh, you know, Hart, a lot of WWE, a lot of TNA, a lot of general independent uh, ROH stuff. Um, what? Why are you stroking your? Not even their beard. Fuck <laughs> you. <laughs> I said, is Nevaeh on there? Nevaeh? Yes. 
I, I didn't know she was on Twitter. Well, she? That's what I'm asking you. I don't know. I haven't found her Twitter yet. <laughs> well, it's, well, a call to action for everybody out there. If you look, go to that list, you see somebody that you follow uh, that should be on that list, let us know. Um, just uh, D- DM what wrestlers say. Uh, to check that out, and uh, we we're retweeting the interesting stuff we're we're, we're noticing. Like uh, Ezekiel is a big Twitter fan. Ezekiel, Ezekiel, yes, <laughs> yes, our man Zeke is a big Twitter fan. Back from Europe, I had a workout to wake up, and now eating. I haven't tweeted in five days. I felt something was missing. Can you just see him, like big guy, big guy, big guy. Yeah, I can't press one button. (laughs) (laughs) Every letter has like the letter next to it with it. So if you try to type like, it's a code. U. There's like a W next to it too. If assuming he has a full keyboard. Um, Matt Hardy posted a picture of him at the Alpha Tower. It's kind of cool because you're like, oh, they're on tour because everybody's like, well, I'm stuck in Paris. Right. Mm -hmm. Yay. And, you know what's uh, funny is WWE oh, is weird. over is over like on tour, and so is TNA. Yeah, and we're, I've been getting stuff all week from both of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeremy TNA's like Twitter is from TNA are like, why is nobody at our show? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what, did they print the time on the tickets? Well, I saw a little bit of the footage from TNA this week of their. I think it was their German stop, Germany stop. And uh, it was very dark, so you don't see where the crowd went. Yeah, it was very <laughs> large. Was, yeah. We're like, wow. They don't want you to That's know. what ECW <laughs> used to do before they had fans. Yeah. Um, Jeremy Borash apparently bunks with Earl Hebner. I learned that. Ring of Honor had real fans, and they still put us in the dark. That's true. That is true. <laughs> we were sitting in the dark. Yeah, like on the stage. There's no lights or anything. It was all dark. We were in section GA. Um, uh, jo- Joey Magnum, or Joey yeah. Ryan. Uh, we were familiar with him. He's a huge baseball fan. Yeah. Uh, does listening to Hillary Duff on my uh, iPhone <laughs> while I'm at the gym make me less of a man, or does just having it on on it uh, all do and all do that? Yeah. Having on it at all. Cool Cabana the last couple of days have been great. Very proud of my bro Greg uh, is the director of the new hilarious season premiere of Family Guy. Hilarity runs in the family. I hope. I think. I haven't seen it yet. Oh, it is. The guys at work have been talking about it. Like they go through multiverses. Yeah. Where they basically go to like different like universes, like the Disney universe. There's like a claymation version. Yeah, there's, there's a robot. It's Robot Chicken, and they go. They like warp in, and Sue's like, "Oh, we're in the Robot Chicken universe," and it looks over and like um, like Peter and then Chris is sitting there, and Seth Green does the voice for Chris, and Stewie is uh, Seth MacFarlane. So Seth's like, "How's it feel to have your show on prime time for thirty seconds?" And then he's like, F you! And he's like, and they switch to the next multiverse or whatever. <laughs> uh, Russell Finn says, No, Joey, I listen to Lady Gaga. You're fine. Oh, dude, there's no <laughs> you would be in public. The fuck? like the penis girl. How do, you, how do you make Lady Gaga cry? Poker face? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I guess. Poker face. Um, um, poker. I'm gonna say, like, po- 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 poker face. <laughs> There was a um, rash of uh, people leaving Poker Face on our uh, snap on. I did hear some of those weeks. To be honest, I didn't do it first. <laughs> I did kind of start it, and then I told a couple people. <laughs> um, what's next? <laughs> well, I was going to present... I was, gonna pre- I was, but I wanted to see what he had. I was going to present our sweet tweet of the week. We'll, we'll come up with our own gimmick with that eventually. The sweet tweet? The sweet tea. Or the sweet tea. Sweet tea. <laughs> I like sweet tea. Sweet. It's dead plural. Let me, uh, <laughs> add official Taz just ate tuna fish. I need a mint badly. 
But go over there, uh, twitter.com slash what wrestlers say. Even if you're not on Twitter, it's definitely going to be something that you can click through and kind of dig it. Everybody uh, shit on MySpace and went on Twitter. Now. I'm the only one at work on Twitter. Yeah, actually. Well, well, the one guy, but all he does is go on, call me a noob, and I don't hear from him for a month. <laughs> um, do you have anything else? Nothing <laughs> else. Um, yeah. The rest of the show <laughs> is yours. Did you talk about the WWE yet? A little bit. Hell in a Cell this Sunday? Hell in a Cell is this Sunday. Oh, Thank you, everybody. Let's run down the card. I'll be over at uh, Fox and Hound with the Misfit and most likely the Silent Ninja. I haven't seen the Silent Ninja for like two weeks. I hope he's still alive. Um, <laughs> Hell in the Cell. Presented by Ninja Turtle Smash Up. That game looks interesting. It's so, it doesn't look like it has... You see that commercial for it? Last night? Yeah. They fighting and they fall into the lair. Isn't that like, so weird? Yeah, like, really in the music they put over. It just didn't... It was interesting. Yeah. It caught my attention. I don't know if I like it. it, it it's, it's weird because they use the animation style from the animated movie, the TMNT mm-hmm. movie. So, and I wasn't, I mean, it was okay, but I wasn't a real huge fan of that. So I'm just like, eh. But it honestly doesn't look like they have enough characters in it. Yeah. Like, and I think they should explore, like, the entire, like, Turtles universe. And they, and they say it pretty much is Smash Brothers. It even has, like, a bunch of people that worked on Smash Brothers worked on this. Yeah, that's what I heard, yeah. So... And I mean, I have no problem with that because I like Smash Brothers and I like Turtles, so I mean, it should be okay. I just have a qualm with there not being enough characters. I mean, you got the four Turtles: um, Splinter, April, Casey Jones, Shredder. You have the um, Fugitoid, cool. Fugitoid, or whatever it's called. Fugitoid. Fugitoid, and then Karai, okay. Shredder's daughter, and so, I think like so a lot cybernetic foot soldier or something like yeah. that. Yeah, and that's it. Really. It's a very, very limited character set. Oh. Should have brought back that fucking weird duck thing that flew. Weird duck thing? The, the samurai rabbit? I can never samurai. remember his name. Yeah, Shisagi Shisagi Jumbo. Jumbo. yeah, fucking they should have put him in there. I think they should have put the, the Mondo. Triceratons in Mondo there. Gecko. Mondo Gecko. Fucking Mondo Gecko. Fuck yeah, dude. Bebop and Rocksteady just for shits and giggles. Togar mm-hmm. and Razor, too. Why not? The cheetah. The, they can have a whole team of mutinables. Yeah. I mean, those? Garbage man. But this was all lead into Hall in a Cell. Fucking remember in action figures now. Yeah. Yeah. Hell in a Cell. Actually, side note, of course, you guys know we got the Kevin Eastman uh, uh, sounder here. Uh, when I was staying in line, and, and actually, like, before I got to talk to him and everything, uh, they had this, uh, I guess they had a Toy Fair uh, issue that just came out about the anniversary of Ninja Turtles. And they had a apparently a uh, worst of the action figures. Article. So the one guy brought it over, and uh, Eastman's over there looking at it, uh, and they're like, "Wow, wow! I forgot all about these guys. <laughs> what, how the hell did we come up with this crap?" It, it was it was a pretty interesting sight. Probably to be one with. of my favorite Turtles action figures was like the samurai armor ones. The okay. Figures. Okay. They were like in the cybernetic thing, the suits, and then they had those plates that you put over their face and their chest, like they fire their hands and shit. Like those are some of my favorite ones. Pizza thrower. I have that. I don't know. Oh, because it was a little disc, and they were like, <laughs> yeah. Shoot about my dog. I think I have one. Yeah. I had the Michelangelo Hawaiian one. Yeah, that one, too. Where you put water and his guitar on his back, and he yeah. squirted out of his mouth. You know, mouth. I know we've done this before. 
We've done this on this show before. I've gone into Ninja Turtle figures. I wouldn't be surprised. Remember the Turtles in Space? Where it was just Turtles in Space suits. I got one of them. Big double helmets? Yeah. Remember the uh, the Monster Turtles? Like like Donatello was Dracula. Yeah. yeah. I remember whenever you had Donatello, like when they were actual like Monster Turtles? Or like they were like mutated into like Turtle Monster? Yeah. Anyways, Hell in a Cell. Um, Hell in a Cell. <laughs> H-I-A-C. What? Yeah. <laughs> I had, remember when they talked? Yeah, the Dolph Ziggler and John Morrison. They looked like sewer lids? Yeah. And they were like, they're going to fight. They're going to fight. Hell in a Cell. Hell in a Cell. John Morrison and Dolph Ziggler. It's going to be a good match. It's going to be a good match. It's going to be a good match. I'm glad that they're I don't think it's in a Hell in a Cell. Pay-per-view. No. All the top three matches are in, in uh, Hell in a Cell. Wait, what are the top three? We'll get to that. Tag <laughs> <laughs> team belts. Chris Jericho and Big Show against Batista and Rey Mysterio. Really? Yeah, really. You know, it, you know what's fucking going to happen? Fucking Rey, Rey, and Batista are going to win that. That's Batista. Yeah. I think it'd be nice to see. Uh, no, see it's not going to be nice. Jarrett show. I, I like Jarrett show. By the way, Jarrett show is a good one. Yeah. Man, yeah. uh, I call him Team Ego. I really don't like that because Edge had the ego. Like, if it was Edge and Christian, or I mean Edge and Je- Chris Jericho, then I could have saw Team Ego. But Big Show really doesn't have that much of a big ego. He's just big. Oh, that's why he's okay. So Jericho's good. I like Jericho. They better not. Last rule I got was the one you gave me at your wedding. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> they better not put it on the Filipino in the midget because they've been working this fucking angle with what? The Filipino in the midget. Okay. Big show and Batista and Ramos. Batista. I said it. Batista's part Filipino. Okay, we know this. Keep an eye on being his Well, they because they've, they've been building this promo with fucking. Um, you know, those guys. MVP and Mark Henry. Yeah, they've been feuding with yeah. them for a while. So they just but they already had the payoff match with those guys. But they're still feuding they're still with them. Feuding. So. Yeah. I don't get it. I don't even. And if they lose the belts, then fucking Big Show yeah, goes to right. Raw and Jericho goes back to SmackDown. Yep. You would think. Oh, yeah. You never know. Because, like, if Batista can come back and be like, I feel like being on SmackDown. Which I think then, I really uh, like why they did that. <laughs> I found out more about the pay-per-view that's going to be in Pennsylvania. Or, I mean, Pittsburgh. And we talked a little bit before about that. Did you find out? Did you hear what, like, more detailed what it's going to be? Yeah. Um, 1990 Survivor Series? Yeah. What? Where, like, you're going to have matches, and then the winners of those matches is going to be, like, an ultimate, like, Survivor Series match at the end of it for, like, bragging rights. Oh, I didn't hear that part. Oh! I didn't hear that. I I saw that today. It was, like, uh, New Zealand or some shit like that. They posted it like they had an extended thing, like details on it, and it's basically going to be like the 1990s Survivor Series, where like you're going to have like matches or whatever, and then the winners of those will then go on teams that'll face each other in the main event. Oh, I forgot all about this. Yeah, yeah like the Ultimate Survivor Series or something. Talking to Matt and Mike about it, and he seemed pumped. About, pumped. I, I feel iffy, but I think that's one of the reasons Batista went to SmackDown. To even out the like talent to give big shit. Wow! I forgot all about the, the that final match. After all these years, <laughs> I'm kind of disappointed because I like the idea of champion versus champion. Because that's yeah. what I was predicting. If Bragging rights is going to be Raw champions versus SmackDown champions. Yeah, but we don't have so a, much. Well, but it gave a reason for the sudden push for mid card titles. Yeah. Because if you think about it, the mid card titles have been through the fucking roof since. Yeah. 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 
said, oh, let's just deal with that. Let's not try and win it. Let's just deal with it. <laughs> what are we, TNA? Uh -huh. Next, we're going to defend it after we've stolen it. Almost did it back. Blah. <laughs> oh, it's so great, though. He's like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> got it. <laughs> um, United States Championship. I mentioned Kofi, uh, Miz, and Jack Swagger. That should be a good match. Yeah. yeah, I've been really impressed with Miz. I, I'm impressed with Miz. Co Miz and Kofi was really good last month. And throwing Swagger in there, why not? Swagger's awesome. Mm -hmm. He is, truly is the real American American. Um, really, what, what else would they have done with him? I mean, that's, that's a good place for him. The only other uh, non-Helm Cell match is Mickey James and Alicia Fox. Throw it in the sale! Come on, guys! That's going to be totally disappointing. That's yeah, Alicia Fox is not Well, I mean, she's impressive. better than Rosa Mendez. Yeah, that no, match sure. last night was absolutely atrocious. Didn't watch it. It was... Wow. Rosa Mendez kept up so bad and not being in the right spots or anything. And That's what I heard. Maybe just kicked her in the face and that was it. <laughs> um, in the Hell in the Cell stuff, DX and Legacy... Yeah. Yeah, was everyone looking at each other? <laughs> Just, we like to look at each other while you talk. Everyone behind you, we take turns looking at each other. You don't know, because you're always looking up, you know, up front. Get your head off the camera. Yeah, okay. Uh, but DX and Legacy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. DX and Legacy. As much, as much as I would like uh, Legacy to go over, I think DX is going to get their win back. Mm hmm from all the times that they lost. Yes. Cena and Orton. Hell in a cell. Oh. And they climbed on top of the cage. Cena pissed me the fuck off last night. Orton pissed me off last night. Really? I didn't yeah, see either of them well, yeah. last night. Well, okay. They had the gauntlet thing from last week. Oh, okay. Did you remember that? Yeah. Cena lost the match. He had to have a gauntlet where he had to face Jericho, Big Show, and Orton. Okay. So... They have a match. It's Jericho Orton or Jericho Cena first. Mm -hmm. Jericho ends up getting Cena in the walls of Jericho, holds him in it. Uh, Cena gets to the rope. Uh, Jericho doesn't like go. Referee calls for the DQ, oh. and Jericho continues to hold it, weakening the back. Okay, whatever. Jericho gets out or like still beating on him. Big Show comes down for the next match. Big Show beats up on him, puts him in like a Cobra clutch kind of thing where he's like. Wrenching the back like the other way now, so they like, and he's like laying on the back, or whatever. So they're pretty out like work the fuck out of Cena's back. Yeah, uh, I think either Big Show won or Big Show got disqualified or something too. Okay, Orton comes down, Big Show and Jericho or Jericho leaves. John Cena stands up like fucking like, like the term fucking, here. He just like, like look at me, yeah. boom, and he's like he's grinning from ear to ear at fucking. Uh, at Randy Orton, and you knew the, the Hell in a Cell cage was up hanging. Oh. And it, it was there all night because they kept making things. Yeah. And all of a sudden, Cena smiles and the cage starts lowering. And then Cena just grabs Orton's legs and just fucking holds him. Exactly. And then they just kind of roll around a bit while, like, Orton's freaking out, like, ah, the cage is falling! Now, see, that's that's why Orton pissed me off. How, the, how does this make any fucking sense? He should be happy that his now weakened and beaten opponent is locked in. Now he's locked in a cage. Well, that's the thing. Like Fuck. then, Orton, but Cena wasn't selling anything. Mm -hmm. So then they're just like, ah, ah. So then the cage falls, and like Orton almost gets his arm caught under, which I thought was funny because like <laughs> it's Larry Long, and Orton just sticks his arms out, and then it almost hits, and he pulls him back in. And I'm like, what are you dumbass? Wow. 
but then Cena, like, Cena's standing in the ring, and he's just, like, still smiling, and Orton, and Orton, like, tries to run over because his helmet's out of the door on it. Right. So he tries to run over the door, and Cena jumps out of the ring and stops him. He's like, <laughs> And then, like, he grabs, like, Cena grabs and starts beating him up, and then, like, they throw him outside the door, and then Orton just starts scaling the cage. And then Cena follows. Yeah. And then they kind of go up, and they're like, skim, 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 skim. And they get to the top, and Orton, like, goes over to the one side, and Cena climbs up, and he's like, ha. And he comes over, they trade a couple shots. <laughs> then Cena picks up Orton, just eschews him on top of the cage. That's the end of Raw. Yeah. And you know what? That wrestle fan made a good point. How does that make Big Show and Jericho look? It's like, bitches. Yeah. But I mean, it just, it was completely ridiculous. I can understand, like, okay, then don't work Cena's back to the point where he's like, I can't move. Right. I can't move. If it's not going to mean anything later. Yeah. And then he was like, look at me, I can climb a cage now after my spine was almost broken. Yeah. It was just, I, I just thought it was really bad. I was just like, this is, I can understand why you'd want to go out with, like, the whole cage spot. But yeah. You, no. I was just totally unbelievable. Not seen a Superman. Unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, the other main event is uh, Undertaker and CM Punk. Uh, <laughs> Undertaker's probably going to win. CM Punk I think has so. to win. Like, I mean, not that he, I'm not saying he will, but he really should. Because yeah. so far, I mean, he didn't win cleanly last month. Well, it's like, you know, Taker doesn't need another belt. And, uh, you know, as much as Punk, Punk needs the push, and I think... Uh, I think Punk should keep it. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see him lose it, but I think he should keep it. I know, it. since he's not here, I've been talking... Uh, since Man Mike has started working, and he sits in front of a computer all day like I do. There's a lot of dialogue that goes on between us now. But um, <laughs> So I've seen you less on the uh, on the G-chat. No, I'm on the G-Chat. Yeah. Well, actually, I haven't seen you on that much lately. I don't know. You just don't talk to me because you'll be like, <laughs> I have a comment. And this is like, comment from Michael Sword. And I'm like, oh, I respond to said comment. Three hours later, <laughs> I don't remember what you said. <laughs> <laughs> That's talking to Sword on G-Chat. It's been or really like, we ha- we're having a very good conversation back and forth for a while, and I say something, and then Sword disappears for two hours. And I'm like... Well, shit. Well, shouldn't you all be working anyway? I'm a multitasker. <laughs> same here. Same here. All right. Apparently Look. not. Look. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you guys have a leg up on things. If I want to do that shit, I have to drive at the same time. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I do that while driving. Um, I'm on. on my iPhone in one so, hand and ice cream cone in the other, and I'll be doing that if I'm at work, too. <laughs> but, uh, but no, uh, the reason I brought that up is because Mad Mike, his theory of what's going to happen is they're going to do a cane swerve. Kane is going to come down and screw the Undertaker out of the title. Or the cage off the door. And yeah. Or the cage off the door and come in and like, beat up Undertaker. And, Just to all repeat another ending from 97? Yeah. <laughs> oh, speaking of repeated... Uh, Endings from 97. Uh, Teddy Long in the uh, limo. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I've seen this before. I've had to make them watch it. <laughs> Teddy Long's facial expression was the funniest thing mm-hmm. about that SmackDown. Because he gets in the limo after he talks about like why he did what he did. Okay. And then he gets in his limo after his bodyguards hit. And he gets in, and you know it's whatever, because then there's like camera ang- there's a camera inside the limo uh-huh, looking at Teddy. And Teddy's like, okay, driver, take me out. Take me away. Let's go. And he's like, driver, come on. And then the camera cuts, and it's looking at the, the, the cutaway window. And the window's down. 
but you see this wide brim hat. And the Undertaker turns slowly around, and he's like, buckle up, Teddy. And he like, locks the door, and it, it, the camera cuts back to Teddy, and Teddy's like... His facial expression, I started laughing hysterically. It was one of those like cheap cutaways too, because his reaction should have already been taking place. Yeah. As he saw the Undertaker, but it was like we had to look at the Undertaker, and then we looked at Teddy, and then Teddy reacted. Yeah. Like reacting at the same time because we couldn't see them both at the same time. Yeah, there was a pause, and then Teddy's reaction, like he was like, "It's the Undertaker." Oh! <laughs> and then, like, it was a fog machine on the floor of the room. Uh-huh. It's, it's like, like it was a trauma film. Yeah, and yeah. then Teddy Long's trying to kick out the windows. <laughs> then, as the limo's driving away, you can see the wi- the windows are down a little bit and all the fog's <laughs> coming out. <laughs> <laughs> from the shot on the inside of the uh, limo, the windows aren't down, but from the outside they were. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and the, all the lights in the limo turned purple. Of course. <laughs> yeah. There's like a, po- a purple ambient light. That's some interesting ground effects, guys. I think <laughs> if, if you look it up on WWE.com, you might be able to see the picture of Teddy Long's reaction. It is absolutely hysterical. Speaking of reactions, you should see on Ustream, apparently it got stuck. And, uh... Is it my Teddy Long? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly it. <laughs> oh, no! Oh, oh, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> I think I might have saved it. Mm-hmm. All right, guys, let's go ahead and wrap up. DJ Lunchbox, what did you learn from wrestling? Oh, shit, this week? I haven't done this in a while. Me neither. You freaking said mine already. No, I did. Uh, what, what sort? What did I learn? What did you learn from wrestling this week? Boy, that's such a great question that you asked me about wrestling this week. Can I learn something that's not really about wrestling? And it didn't happen this week. It happened two weeks ago. Does that still count for something? All right. Sure. Public and indi- <laughs> public indecent exposure is not cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, huh? You know. <laughs> Minor. <laughs> <laughs> Just watch your ass sore. Uh, <laughs> oh, that wrestle fan's gonna poke you in the ass. Oh, wow. <laughs> this is is a bad turn. Uh, Lunchbox, finish your statement. I didn't start my statement. <laughs> I, was trying, I was trying to sort of statement out. Uh, what did I learn from wrestling this week? Uh, WWE is lousy with pay-per-views. When I say lousy with pay-per-views, I don't mean, you know, crappy pay-per-views. I mean, goddamn, WWE has a lot of pay-per-views. And between WWE, TNA, and ECW, not ECW, fuck. WWE, TNA, and UFC, it is fucking expensive to do anything. That's what I learned. Excellent. Let's spend some doing anything. Every, Try to watch every everything. I'll watch everything. Pay-per-view. Especially when WWE is like, we're going to have like three pay-per-views in six weeks. Sometimes, fun. sometimes there's two pay-per-views a weekend because UFC likes to run on Saturdays. Yeah, and then you'll like have them up. Yeah. Man, I What did you learn this week? Um, well, I did learn that Brian Danielson said he wanted to punch Chuffy in the ear. <laughs> that was already said. Um, I learned. Shut up, maybe I will. I learned that the Undertaker's here or something. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, I probably learned to spend the extra $10 or whatever it would be to buy a real seat at Ring of Honor and not buy a general admission seat. Yeah. I really wish I could have gotten a balcony seat. Yeah, I that, that would have been, like been awesome. 
Except, except if you got like a back row on the balcony, because then you wouldn't have been able to see shit. Like they were on the what happened like, you? closest to you? Yeah, because yeah. your angle of perception would have been completely cut off. But yeah, yeah but I learned general mission. That was my that was a bad experience. I have a VIP IWC seats and everything, so I'm not usually a general person. <laughs> I'm not me. used to those people yeah, sitting really, in front of me. Just, like, why are you in front of me? I don't. I belong in the front. But yeah. Excuse, excuse me, sir. Excuse, excuse me, excuse me, sir. I mean, and I still have to work on that too because you know it's like my dream to bang on the ROH guardrail. So, um, <laughs> so I need bang to bang on the ROH guardrail. Uh, I'm a big Dave Richards fan. So, um, <laughs> yeah. Gravity. <laughs> I learned Sorgatron. You already learned Sorgatron. I know that there is no more fitting place for the inaugural Hell in a Cell pay per view as New Jersey. <laughs> yeah. Ha uh-huh. ha. I mean, come on. Man in apparently Albany, New York hates education. Um, they, I, I saw it on the Twitter, so I cheated a little bit. But still, still, that is something I learned from that Twitter and everything. Uh-huh. Uh huh. <laughs> Should we do a side one? Uh, maybe, because uh, I know you guys probably couldn't get away without finding something out about this. What did you learn from the G20 last week? Um, I learned that... Um, hmm? I learned it. Okay, I learned... I learned, I learned that... Um, um, shit. That the uh, Japanese men are treated very nicely at the uh, Pittsburgh airport. The important Japanese men. We saw one getting on a plane, and we saw one getting off a plane. And uh, getting on, he had a couple, like, three or four black cars, a police black car. and shit. And, of course, you know, everyone, somebody in a suit gets out and opens the door for them, and they just, you know, get up on their plane, and then everyone else can board after that guy was on, and he was all, like, comfortable and everything. And then the second guy we saw getting off, um, black, like, SUV to pick them up, and a bunch of, like, two or three white trucks then. White you vans. know, like, white van, like, creeper vans. <laughs> and, um, like and a military guy was with them too, and like they picked those Japanese guys up off the plane or something. So I was like, "Ooh, they must be important." I learned about a G twenty cop for fucking everywhere. And they, they weren't having sexual relations, but they were. Everywhere. They said that noisemaker thingy worked better than tear gas. Yeah, the L rat, I think it's called. Yeah, tear- <laughs> I saw John Stewart comment on that because <laughs> he at the Daily Show. Yeah, something. He's like, they use these high. I learned, he's like, Pittsburgh has these high tech equipment. They use these sonic cannons, and they cut to him, and they like show him on the top. It's like, wee, wee, wee. And people are like, ah. Oh. It's like, oh no, they're gonna stop the pro- the te- uh, the protesters until the protesters do this. <laughs> <laughs> they cover their ears for the non viewers at home. <laughs> that was pretty funny. I learned. Uh, I learned a couple of things. One part of yours, uh, the cops were everywhere, and it wasn't just Pittsburgh cops, because we also had cops from Florida, Chicago, Ohio, and at least uh, three or four other um, other cities, and those were just... I saw I saw a Charlotte, a picture of a Charlotte uh, cop car uh, windows broken out. And those were just police. Uh, I met um, three, I think it was a group of four cops who were uh, border guards from Texas who were up for it. Um, military was everywhere. I actually got to see President and Mrs. Obama's motorcade, mm. which was pretty fucking awesome. And uh, the other thing I learned was um, Pittsburgh didn't get all the hobos out because I walked by and took a picture of one. 
He was he was standing by a bridge, muttering at pigeons and scribbling on newspaper. I think he was doing a crossword puzzle, but he was definitely a hobo. <laughs> There's a hobo on the north side that I never get rid of. Oh, really? He's underneath one of the underpasses. He has a bed there. Like, a legit bed with a mattress. He built it himself. Nice. I watched him build it, build it over the summer. <laughs> <laughs> I drive by every day, and there's, like, a new piece, and, like, he's, like, sitting there, like, banging on it or whatever. That's awesome. That's pretty funny. He has, like, a real bed. He had one there, uh, last year? Yeah, because when the Yankees were in town, they came in with a garbage truck, picked it all, took it away. Fucking socks. <laughs> yeah. Aww. Poor hobo. He had, like, he had a big, he had a fucking, he had a fucking, like, lean-to built. It was pretty crazy. I don't know where he got the lumber for. It was a lot of shakedown. <laughs> the 84 lumber is like, I want some two-by-fours. <laughs> some plywood with dudes broken and missing teeth. Because <laughs> that's all hobos. They don't have teeth. And they're broken or missing. That's huh. true. Because I've kicked them in the face. <laughs> there's, there's no reason to keep their teeth after they, uh, with the country on the gold standard. They're reaching the bite the nickels anymore. <laughs> Took them off the gold standard. Bite nickels. Sword? G20? I, I learned that one man uh, 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 was responsible for half the damage done during G20. <laughs> yeah. One person is was been arrested and accused of breaking all the windows that amounted to about $25,000 worth of damage. Yeah. The amount of damage that they, they register is about $50,000 worth of damage. So, one man was responsible for half the damage of G20. He just ran around in two days and broke windows. I want to know what the fuck sense it makes. If you're going to protest, why the hell would you dress like a fucking terrorist? Dude, those are the anarchists. They are just... Yeah, that was another thing, too. Fucking students, like CMU or some shit like that, some students, were carrying around things that were like, make soldier, make students, not soldiers. Like, talking about, like, cheaper education and shit so, like, guys don't have to go to the military to get education. And they're waving around a fucking anarchist flag. Like, <laughs> why be a dumbass? Like, you you have a legit, okay, I can see, you have a legit thing you're protesting. You completely nullify that as soon as you start waving around an anarchist flag. Like and this is, and I know I'm going to get some shit. Uh... I think there's a lot of people out there, and another and uh, fact is uh, there were 12 peaceful protests, I believe just Friday, uh, maybe it was over the course, 12 peaceful protests. I saw two of those, I saw the Chinese and the Ethiopian. Yes, downtown, no problems, no arrests. Mm-hmm. There were all the ones out in Oakland of the so-called anarchists and resist G20 and everything, uh, one thing you need to check your rights when you when when you bitch because you say you have a right to be there, and uh, you need to make sure that you, it's like you, check your bill of rights because uh-huh. it says to peacefully protest. Yeah, and and there's definitely stepping over that line when you throw a dumpster at the police. Yeah. Um, the problem with those fucking quote unquote anarchists is because they're like, well, we're not going to register our protest. That would be giving credit to the man. You know, that's everything we're against. Here's something, you fucking genius. Anarchists. Sorry, like sorry. that piece of shit thing over there. Anarchists don't fucking plan and gather. They are anarchists. You contradicted yourself the second you fucking planned to get together and march on this shit. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. sorry. That's the thing too is those um, a lot of those anarchists and other that were bitching about how they were getting like tear gas and everything else on Pitt campus. Depending where you were at on Pitt campus, that was private property owned by the University of Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if you're like walking on their fucking sidewalk, that is their property. Mm-hmm. It's a public sidewalk 
But they still own the property, so they still have the authority to kick you off. Yep. So it's like the only thing public really is the city streets, like that you could march on. The moment you start stepping on private property, you lose all your rights to protest and whatever, because then whoever's property that is then has the right to decline your presence. And there's a lot of complaining about people getting uh, tear gas and everything just for standing there observing. It's like, well, maybe you should fucking stand there and observe. I saw a video about that of like these kids that were on a stairway or something. They all have fucking cameras. And they were, like, filming just the protest that was going on or whatever. And, like, officers had, like, blockaded the bottom and the top of it. And, like, it trapped them there. They're all, like, flipping out about, like, it's, it's oh, just... getting trapped. And, like, the one girl got shot in the head with a tear gas grenade or something was bleeding. And they were bitching about how their rights were violated and they were only observing. And I'll oh, fucking observe. It's none of your <laughs> damn business. You... I w- if I went out to observe, I would know full well that I could possibly get tear gassed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I Friday I was dr- was it Friday or Thursday? Thursday, Thursday I was dr- I was I was at home peacefully in my apartment in Washington, which is <laughs> slang local slang for Washington, PA, and I was driving to the city of Pittsburgh, and I had half the notion to drive through those Fort Pitt tunnels. Find the nearest police officer brigade, park my car, ask them for riot gear, and tell them I'm going to beat some protester ass. I uh, I sent a message to Chachi when uh, whenever the news broke about that first window. I was like, look, man, if this gets much worse, we're getting everybody we know who can swing a chair or a bat or whatever. We're fucking going down there and defending our city. That's okay, because apparently Bloomfield did just that. There are reports of people with baseball bats and pickaxes on the sidewalks making sure they didn't fuck with their store windows. Good. fuck with... Like, you not fuck with our town. Exactly. My favorite protest that happened. This is something I... Okay, this is like a legit thing I learned about the G20 decide like cops everywhere. City of Pittsburgh is awesome. Despite the douchebags that came in to protest and whatever, the city of Pittsburgh is still the city of Pittsburgh because there was a Pittsburgh Penguins protest group that walked around with a mock... Like a fake Stanley cop just just screaming, here we go, pens, or let's go, pens. Mm-hmm. Walking around wearing their pens gear and waving the, pens flags. The giant, the giant Stanley cop. Oh, man. That was, that was the game. greatest shot I saw from all of those guys. how awesome the so. penguins were. <laughs> well, you know what? This is a special edition because we lost the video feed and everything probably about 20 minutes ago. Uh, so they're going to have to tune in for this. Um, okay, let, let's, let's wrap it up here. Um, everybody, we're on Twitter. Uh, Doc Remedy. Missy V1, uh, DJ Lunchbox, Sorgatron. We're all over the place. Uh, go to WrestlingMayhemShow.com. Check out that number. Make sure you email us at Good time. at WrestlingMayhemShow.com. That number again was 412-206-WMS0 if you want to say that. What? Which is 9670. For those who might have QWERTY keyboards and it makes it harder to type like that, the type of the letters and the numbers kind of thing. I'm just doing it for a convenience. Sorry, no need to shit all over my dick. Whoa! Go check out our friends. Thanks a lot for uh, Berg's Eye View, Bird's and uh, Pucker Time Show or PuckerTime.com. Was that right? Don't Google Pucker. Don't Google Pucker Time. Very different. Or Pucker Time. <laughs> every good. time he said pucker time I can think of fucker time and how funny that sounded be very careful with your typing <laughs> and don't just click any google link even if you do type 
I've seen that before. That is the right site. It's got bird's eye view on it and everything. MySpace is like it's a motivational poster, and it's like MySpace. It's like before to flush the toilet before you take a picture. Oh! Next time you look trying to look hot, flush the toilet. Yeah. Because she's taking a picture of a big dookie in the toilet. I said dookie. Clearfield Cataclysm. It's Cataclysm. in Clearfield, PA. It's on fairgrounds. I think bell times at seven thirty. Mm-hmm. It's and indoors, uh, actually. They're, they're in a building. That's yes. what I thought. Jimmy Snuka. Deceiving. Jimmy Snuka will be facing J Rock. Big Daddy of Destruction. That's right. So go check that out. Uh, the matches I think okay. are Hentai's taking on local local talents. Sebastian, Sebastian. Uh, Marshall Gambino is taking on Jason Gorey. Just announced. Just announced. Uh, Shady Zion and John Bullen. Right. Um, Brittany Force and Sarah Brooks both debuting, I believe. Yeah. Uh, John McChesney, Jimmy DeMarco against Ray Rowe, Shane Taylor, Gargano and Facade. Former teammate. That's right. And Kato and Eric Ecstasy. Kato! Kato! That's going to be a fun match. Yes. So go check them out at IWCWrestling.com. Thank you for checking us out. WrestlingMayhemShow.com. 187. Somebody's about to get killed. <laughs> I'm over you. To everybody we just offended, we're sorry, but lighten the fuck up, it's the internet. Thanks to all our fans out there, we really appreciate you listening. Now go and fucking tell some more people about us, huh? We'd like to thank the very fine people at TalkShoe for helping so many of our fans get their wrestling mayhem fix. That's right, TalkShoe.com. Go check us out on the website, chat with us live, find out when our next show is, because we know you want some more. The Wrestling Mayhem Show was recorded live in front of no studio audience in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and it is a joint venture of WPAJ Radio and WrestlingMayhemShow.com. Good night, Michelle. Like, I think it's like strawberry daiquiri.